Hello and welcome to show 79 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Oh yeah, 79, baby! Oh my god, this time off's doing Oh yeah! Much. Oh my god, you're getting all excited and stuff. Oh yeah! You I... know, 79 is the cost in pence of one song from the UK iTunes store. Ah, that's it. Let's see, now that's better than what was... Oh, that's an important fact, that is. That is, we like Also, that. it's the number of Star Trek original series episodes, not counting... Oh, uh, you do so well. Yeah. <laughs> although, although, I prefer geek facts to, like, you know, like, something that happened in 79, or the year 79. That would my question. Whatever. Yeah. So, have you not got any year 79 stuff for us? No, what do I look like, a nerd? Exactly. See, well, that's even better. Even better, yeah. I haven't got any of that stuff. Uh, so how is everyone? Although I will say that in the year 79, a commission of scholars canonized the text of works of Confucius and his school. See, I asked for that, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Because I mentioned it, and then you came up with something. Oh, dude, in, on June 23rd in the year 79, someone in, I guess, Rome uh, named Vespanian died of fever from diarrhea. Yeah, that's too much. That's enough. His now. last well, words on game are, I think yeah, I'm video games. To a god. Video games. Yeah, none yes, of that. Yes, video stuff. games. Anyway, can I, can I just say, right, I'm sort of... Let me guess, this isn't about video games. No, well, let's introduce people, actually. Let's do that. So I'm the daddy. Okay. I'm the daddy. Hey. Um, we've got Chini. Yep. And uh, we've got Duke. Shall we play a game? Oh, nice. By the way, did you know they're making a new movie version of War Games? Did you know that? Really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And updated. Who's doing it now? I forgot. I forgot. Can't remember. I just know they're making one. Uh, they need to make a new version of the Last Starfighter, man. That game was the bomb diggity. Yeah, I watched. I remember. I watched that recently with Millie, and oh, she, she thought it was boring. What? Well, sorry, sorry. Come on. You got a stupid daughter, man. I can't help that. That's just the way she is. Yeah, you can. You could be like, as soon as she says that, you smack her in the face, and you go, "Listen." I won't have that kind of talk in my house. Okay. Well, she thought Star Wars were boring as well. Well, then she's just... See? More proof. I know. I know. I'm sorry to say it, but your daughter has bad taste in movies. She does. Maybe I should say she's stupid. I'll just I'm trying. Sure. I'm trying, but, you know... Yeah, I got a joke to start us off, if you want oh, to hear go on, it. Go on, go on. How does a chav turn the lights out after sex? I don't know. How? Close the car door. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Is that some sort of dogging reference? Is that what that is? I don't know. Oh, I heard it's just like a chat, a loud you know. podcast. Yeah. yeah it's, I'll get it. Yeah, it's, it's funny, that. Funny. Yes. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, I'm excited and upset in equal measure this week. Uh-oh. Yep, yep, yep. Yay! I'm excited because I'm the Catherine... So happy listen, right listen. Now. There's a Catherine demo coming out on the PS3. Oh, so yes. So, obviously, I can't wait... To play yes. that game on my PS3, obviously. Yeah, you know. Hey, PS3. Looking forward to it. Because the PS3, the, the PSN works now. Yeah, yeah. yeah no all systems are go. What's the problem? You know, exactly. PS3 doesn't have any of that Red Ring of Death stuff, so I've not no. got any of that to worry about. And you know what? They say there's some version of it for the PS3, but only losers get that. Yeah, well, obviously, I'm one of those losers. Because last week, I got what's known as the Yellow Light of Doom. I think yeah. it's... Uh, but it was, in, 
if I'm being honest, it was a bit underwhelming because I basically turned on, turned it on, you know, to give it, you know, give some games a play, you know, because I've got a few games to catch up on. And you mean update something? Yeah, probably that happened as well. But uh, basically, what happened is my PS3 just turned itself off, so it was sort of on for about a minute, minute and a half, uh, turned itself off, and then it just went to a flashing red light. Oh, so I thought, well, this isn't a yellow light to death because it's meant to be yellow or yellow light yeah, to death. Yeah, really? Yeah, so it's meant to be yellow. Uh, so I turned it back on again, and then it stayed on for about 30 seconds and did it again, turned itself and Oops. does like three beep noise. So I had a look on the internet, and it is. And basically, you've got to watch really closely because basically what happens is the green light comes on, yeah? Then it turns off, and as it turns off, it flashes yellow and then goes to a flashing red light. So, so that flash of yellow is the yellow light of doom, apparently. Mm. Oh, jeez. Sorry. I've had it three years, so it's obviously out of warranty. Out of oh. warranty. Well, maybe Sony's still feeling so bad about the outage that they'll be like, yeah, we'll fix it. Well, that would be nice, but that's not true. So, you never know. So, you I, so I had a look on the internet to see if anybody repaired them. I had a look how much a new one was first, and it's like 225 quid, and I'm like, no, can't be bothered to fork out again. Yeah, really. Plus. But then again, you have all those PS3 games. You don't want to be unable to play them, well, which you currently are. I found something else out that I didn't realize. Um, obviously, as you know, you can take your hard drive out of your PS3 because obviously yeah. it's just a normal notebook hard drive, whatever. And I put my own in it anyway, so I know I can take it out. So I thought, well, if I get another one or a second-hand one, I can just transfer my hard drive over. That'd be good. Don't lose anything. <coughs> that ain't going to happen. Apparently, what happens is... Is that, is that the noise you meant to make That's what there? I wanted. That's yeah. what I wanted. Uh, apparently, what happens is if you uh, take it out, it's attached to that console. The oh, hard drive. If you put it in a new console or a different console, it reformats the hard drive and wipes oh, everything my off. Goodness. So you can't actually transfer the, the hard drive from one to another. Sony, come on now. So I'd have lost all my game saves, everything that was on there, movies, all the music that was on there, everything will be gone. Wow. So I was like, oh, so anyway, I looked on the internet. Do you have a lot of movies on your PS3? I have quite a few, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, so Those kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, so I had a look on the internet, and there's I, found, I came across a company called the Console. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, called the Console Doctor. So uh-huh. so I had a look, and they repair pretty much any console you like. And there's it's two guys who set up this company in Newcastle years ago, so they've been around quite a while. Uh, I had a look at the feedback, and they had really great feedback. Now I do realise some of that could have been just written by them. Uh, on the website, but it didn't appear to be, and there was a lot of feedback on there. So I thought, what what can I lose? Fifty nine quid to fix it, uh, and that includes postage both ways. So that includes a courier coming and picking it up and then bringing it back. Uh, sent it on. I, I phoned up at five o'clock on Wednesday night, and they picked it up at dinner time on Thursday. So so a courier came out, picked it up, and it was fixed by Friday afternoon. That's pretty good. That is impressive, isn't it? Now the only unimpressive thing was that I didn't get any email or text or anything to say it'd been fixed they have an automated service but it didn't work for some reason or someone didn't tell it to do it so when i phoned up today he's like oh it's been fixed since friday so he's gonna send it out tomorrow and i should have it back by wednesday so I should have... it's been fixed and they've what just been keeping it sitting around the office well no he said basically it's an automated email so they don't know it's they just assume it's been sent so I he just see. obviously didn't realize it hadn't sent me an email to tell me to because you've got to you only pay after they've fixed it uh, yeah. 
and the other thing, you get a three-month warranty with it. So three months, you know, that uh, warranty, which I thought was pretty good. And like I say, includes all the career postage, etc. So I will let you know if it's fixed next week when it comes back. Mm, so. Very good. So if it's good, I'll I'll definitely recommend to anyone else who has a similar issue to get it sent off to them. Mm. And we'll see how long it lasts once it's been fixed. But I am going to back up all my saved games is the first order of the day when I get it back. Apparently, Sony yeah. provided some kind of cloud storage. Yeah, but that's with yeah. the PSM Plus, but I don't know what, how that works. I probably haven't turned it on or something. Who knows? Who knows? So, yeah, so I was excited. But anyway, anyway, I was so incensed that I wrote a song. I wrote a song. You wrote, oh, you yeah. wrote a song? I sang and everything. Probably, wow. like, deep and... and, and Absolutely deep. And, there was yeah. lots of really cool lyrics and stuff. Do you want to hear? It's probably, cool. It's probably, yeah. like, not poison to the ears like I thought it was going to be, right? <laughs> no, no, of course not. It's you wouldn't send it to us if it were like that. No, I would never have done a thing like that. Of course not. It's going to be awesome. Because he's got good taste in music. So I you, like, yeah. you like Propeller Heads and Prodigy. I do, and, I do. I, I, don't, I, think, I, I don't know, but maybe he's got a good voice. Maybe, like, it's not going to be Well, we've never like. heard Stu sing, so... Yeah, yeah go for it. Let's, for it. let's hear it. Okay, here we go. I got the yellow light of doom. I got the yellow light of doom. Pissing me off. Pissing me off. I can't play God of War or Yakuza. It's pissing me off. Pissing me off. PS3 sucks. I got the yellow light of doom. I got the yellow light of doom. Pissing me off. Pissing me off. I can't play God of War or Yakuza. It's pissing me off. Pissing me off. PS3 sucks. PS3 sucks. I got the yellow light of doom. I got the yellow light of doom. Pissing me off. There you go. What do you think? What do you think? Let me let me play something from Office Space. You remember when that guy is presenting his jump to conclusions, Matt? Yeah, yeah. That is the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, Tom. Yes. Yes, it's horrible. This idea. There you go. That's yeah. what I think. See, I thought it was great. See, you know? the, like, <laughs> the thing is... <laughs> all right. It, 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 it's, a ter- it's, it's terrible, right? It's terrible, <laughs> right? But, what, the, what, the song or, or, or the PS3 being broken? <laughs> Well, both. <laughs> I, I, I both, but like the song's terrible, right? And he's used his auto-tune, which is a big crash. But I'm sure you agree with me now, Duke. I'm sure um, you've heard worse from the modern hip-hop auto-tune <laughs> play craze. Well, that's true. You would be right at home with uh, some of P. Diddy's stuff. They're probably listening to that going, hey, man, this dude's, this dude's got to be here. We could, we could use this. <laughs> yeah, we got to get a hold of that guy, yeah. man. He can uh, really sound good. Maybe, maybe, Duke, like people who make jingles have a crew around them. Uh, yes. that... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you killed that. Yeah. Hannibal Burris, he's my hero. <sighs> Someday when we don't have either an indie game to review or a Surface Lizard clip to play, the sound break in the middle of the show will be a Hannibal Burris track where he talks about video games, and y'all are going to love it, so it stay about, tuned. Uh, he talks about a game that I'm very fond of. So. Yes, and that's all we're going to say about it because we don't want to yeah. ruin any of the jokes. But yeah, don't yes. ruin it. Don't ruin don't it. Very good. Very but yes. is it as funny as my song, though? That's what I want to know. Uh, I, I, it's it's hard a different to kind of funny, really. Uh, it's a different kind of funny. I would say, yes, Hannibal Barris is very he's very much more funnier than your song, <laughs> Stu. Uh, but it's not to say that your song isn't funny, just not that yeah. kind of funny that you was It going. was a cute funny, Stu. Thank you. It, for t- it took me ages to do that and everything. 
ages, I tell you. Uh, when you say ages, do you mean like more than two minutes? No, it's actually less than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just pressed a button on my iPhone and it just sort of did it. <laughs> so I made a song and it was exactly how I felt at the time. So there you go. But hopefully... of. Yeah, fifth. You see, everyone's going to be singing that now, you know. Uh, oh, have you done new song yet? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's it like? We oh, should. Sick man do you know what? I we should play your calls at all God of War. It's pissing me. Oh, we should oh, put man, it up on YouTube and see if we get dance. some hits. I can't oh, wait yeah. to dance to that on my, you know, on the dance floor. Oh, when the DJ puts it on, everybody goes, oh, you know, when they put their hands up and go, oh, pissing me off. We should see if Brock's Dove will do a version of that. <laughs> the PS3 is pissing me off. <laughs> the PS3 is pissing me off. <laughs> but. Anyway. I guess I guess it goes to say though how much I love my PS3 as much as my 360 because I wanted it fixed like yes, straight yes, away. You don't yeah, because you were unable to play any PS3 games. I know, and I've got like loads. Of, you know, I've got like you know, infamous. You had no two. way to play any PS3 games. Exactly, infamous two to finish. I was pissed off. So anyway, Chinny, I'm anyway. guessing as you've like finished uni and all that stuff, you've been playing tons of stuff this week. Nope. What? Nope. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Uh, no, I have. I have Maybe. Oh, just a minute, isn't it? Maybe it's because he, you know, he hasn't got any games to play. You know, he hasn't got any unfinished games that he could be playing. I guess maybe that's He's finished everything he started. Yeah, maybe he has. Maybe that's the trouble. Um, right. So, I have been playing uh, a lot. Well, not a, a lot of a game. I'm, I suppose it's a lot. Uh, but I'm, I, I don't know. You can tell me how far I am, um, uh, Stu. Yeah. Dead yep. Space Two. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I'll be, I'm I'm on the second disc now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on. All right, spoilers for the next two minutes of Dead Oh wait, that lets me use my new sound. Warning! 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 Spoilers. <laughs> right, I like that. That's great. Yeah. Oh, like we that. like it. I felt so bad about Dragon Age that I'm well, make well, you just issues. wait. You're in trouble, are you? Anyway, later you Whatever. just whatever. So anyway, um, so we we got some spoilers for Dead Space, and uh, I'm not going to spoil huge amounts because I've not finished it. But the bit where you go back to the, the to the ship, the what's it called? Ishimura. The Ishimura from one, right? And you go yeah, through. Yeah. I'm on that part. I'm in the medic bay. How yeah. far am I away from the? Am I far? I feel like I'm getting there, but I'm not right at the end. You're not too far from the end, there. You're not too far from the end. Another few hours. Another few hours. So not too far from the end there, because it's all frozen, isn't it, and everything. And yeah, you've just had the uh, two spoilers, I guess, but you've just had the the crash. And all that sort of stuff. Well, I, I did the um, the part that I kind of the, the big part that I did was like I did the solar panel things, and then I ejected. Yeah. And I did all that. What did you, how did you find that? I found that a bit frustrating because it was like well, that when that big part, that big chunk comes, I didn't know where to go. And I had to do it quite a few times. Yeah, I found that. And if, uh, do you know what? If you if you did that in one go, it would have been really cool. Yeah. But like, oh, well, the go. fact you keep dying and having to do it again, it became yeah. a bit of a chore then because you had to have that little cutscene every time you started the same section again. And yeah. I, was I mean, like, it wasn't too yeah. bad, but yeah, whatever. Uh, I mean, like, they, they, they do a good job. Even though you save the game all the time, like, they still put checkpoints in. Yeah. So you don't start from, like, you know, your save game, which isn't too bad. Um, and there are some areas where I kind of get a bit stuck and I, I, die, I die quite a bit. I, I die a lot more in this than I did in the first one. Uh, but I think Dead Space 2 does does a great job of kind of fi- making you feel like you, you don't have enough stuff. I don't know about you, Stu. 
Yes, um, definitely. But like, I, like I, I always think I, I just need a few more medipacks and a bit more bullets, and then I'll be okay. And then you get a few more medipacks and a few more bullets, and then more enemies come, and you've got no health, and you've got no bullets, and you think, crap, okay, I just need to stock up on this. And, you, you know, they keep doing it and keep doing it. Um, I think what was also quite cool is, like, you'll, you'll be really low on health, and they'll drop you, like, just one cylinder when you kill a load of enemies and stuff, and you're like... Yeah. So they, they, get, they always, like, throw they, you a bone. They, yeah, they do. Like, they, they give you something just as you need it. You yeah. Know, they, they, and you, you, you feel like, you know, like, if they throw an enemy now at me now, like, I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Like, if, the, if something comes now, I'm, I'm screwed. Uh, which is, is, is good. And I will say this about Dead Space 2. It's not fun to play. No. Right? And this is what I think Duke doesn't like about uh, Dead Space 2. Dead Space oh. 2 is not fun to play at all. Right, it's 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 it makes you feel uncomfortable. It's it, it makes you jump. Uh, it's it's stressful. Uh, and when you finish fighting with someone, it's not the way you feel with other fighting games, where it's like, yeah, I dominated that guy. Instead, you feel like, oh god, I just barely. Yeah, made it relief. Out. Yeah, it is yeah. definitely like, relief. Thank God that was over. Yes, right. and and which is weird, right? Because like I, I I it's not fun to play. But I still play it, right? And it's it's fun to go through, and it, it it's fun to say that you've finished. You know what I mean? It's like a roller coaster where it's scary, I suppose, for some people. And it, it, it but it's like it's like bracket. It's like I, I went on that ride. You know, what I mean, I've done that. You know, I, I went on it. I wasn't scared. And that's what like Dead Space Two is a little bit like. You know, it's like ah oh, well, it, it's it's just it's just. It's not really scary. It's just like it makes you feel uneasy all the time. It's just a very uncomfortable feeling. It's uh, a bit like it's a bit like when you go and watch a, like a really gruesome horror film like Saw or yeah. Hostel or whatever. Why would you do it. Why, yeah, why you... You sh- you sh- in reality, you shouldn't really enjoy watching something like that. But for some perverse, weird reason, weird. you sort of do. Yeah. yeah, and it's like that. It is like that. I don't like know that. why that is. I don't know why. Like I'm, de- I'm playing it really. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, right? Um, I will say that I, I like the game. I like Dead Space Two. I think it's it's, it's good, but it's not. Like when it came out, everybody was saying, "Oh, this is like game of the year contender. It's so much more better than than Dead Space One." And I, I'd say, yeah, it probably is uh, better than Dead Space One, but I, I wouldn't say it's like much better than Dead Space One. I wouldn't say it's a massive jump up. You know, there are those moments in in Dead Space Two where like all shit's going crazy, and there's a lot more kind of, um, you know, like cutscenes integrated with the game, and you know, what you think it's a good scene, and you got to aim and all this. Uh, there's there's lots of them in there more that, more so than one and they're very impressive right they're yep. super impressive mm. but I I don't know if it's like maybe like it's just the, what I've what I've heard about Dead Space Two is like oh it's, it's it's such a step up you know what I mean it's it's like Assassin's Creed two to one and I don't think it is like I, I, think, I think I think what I remember about it the biggest thing I remember is the zero G stuff in that compared to the first one because the first one you all you could do was was sort yeah. of boost yourself from one platform to another or whatever and in that you have total control which is and it works brilliantly well. Well, you know. yeah, I mean, they have improved that. I mean, that's that's definitely a step up. Like, the, the whole Zero-G, like, you can go pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Um, because before you just had gravity boots, didn't you? you like, yeah. Like, magnet boots, and you just, like, stuck to walls. Yeah. Whereas, like, this is, like, absolutely, you go everywhere. And you can have some really cool moments in space, like, you're doing those solar panel things, right? Yeah. That's a cool moment. That, that, like I say, I really like it, but I, I don't think it's, like, oh, it's definitely, like, one of the best games. I, I'm really going to think about if this is going to be the game of the year. I was like... It's it's like it's really good, but 
Come on, like it's not I don't, fun. I don't think it's game of the year. But I think on, people are going to forget on, about yeah. it. Like, like when it came yeah. out, everybody was saying, "Oh, it's, it's a great, great game, brilliant. It's, it's up there with one of the best." And uh, it's, it's okay. Like you know, it's, there's nothing. There's more good about it than bad. There's, there's not a lot of bad about it. In fact, I can't really think of many things. I think like, again, though, it's like a lot of the games you think are your favourite games is is the atmosphere. It's all about yeah. the atmosphere of the game. And and one of the coolest moments for me, and it was only a really short section, but there's a bit where you go through like, um, it's like, I'm sure, I'm, I can't exactly remember, but it's like a, a processing thing. And when you come out the other side, you sort of go through this door and then you have to walk up a ramp and it's sort of like uh, wire walls on the sides and then the, the electric goes off and it is total pitch dark and the only thing you've got is your torch to see with. Mm. And you know you're going to get attacked from all sides in the pitch blackness and it was just like a horrible, scurry, creepy moment. And Well, I'll tell you what though, like, yeah. I, mean, I remember when I went into a room and it went pitch black and they didn't throw anything at me, right? And yeah. that's even more scary, right? Because, like, you, you think, as soon as it went black, I went, bollocks, right? Because you, you think, this is it, right? I'm going to get fucked up. But they didn't. They just turned the lights back on. And yeah. there's, there's lots of moments where, because the one bad thing I will say about the game is, like, you can kind of see when the jumps are coming, right? Once you learn, once you, if you play Dead Space 1, and then you go through Dead Space 2, about halfway, you, st- you start to see, it, you know what I mean? Like, it does catch you out now and again, but you kind of go, well, that dead body there is going to get up. No, pro- like no doubt about it. That 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 body's gonna get up, right? Or like this, this is gonna fall. Uh, or you climb, you're climbing through those vents, and I thought, there's no way I'm getting to the end of that. I'm gonna fall through, and I did. And uh, that was kind of moments. But the, uh, the one thing that really scared me in the game was like one of the scariest moments in the game was nothing jumped out, right? Nothing jumped out at me. Nothing made any noise, right? One of the necromorphs just walked around the corner, right? Just the thought of that necromorph just like walking around. It wasn't hiding in a vent. You know, it wasn't looking at me or anything. He just walked around the corner, just kind of minding his own business. All right. And he and just the, said, hey, what's up? He's like, oh, <laughs> hey. Right, like, it, is this not where the coffee machine is? <laughs> where they move it now? Because, like, you, you know, when the neck force, like, see you, like, they, you kind of get the feeling they always know where you are, right? Where this one just kind of walked around the corner and went, oh, shit, like, you know, you had this moment. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I have to be no, scary now. Because <laughs> when it happens, like, when, when, it, when a jump happens, like, it, it, like you know, the the music kicks in and it's like you know metal clanking everywhere, and it's a scare, right? But this, it just, he was just there. There was no noise or nothing, and it just scared the shit out of me. Like so, so the one time, you see the band sitting there taking a break, like, well, yeah. we're supposed to be playing now. <laughs> yeah, there is a get the violin web... out with the high strings. <laughs> there is it a webcomic like somewhere, that. like where uh, what what does, what does a necromorph get up to in his spare time? I mean, um, the, the the scariest bit for me was right near the beginning of the game, and a monitor comes on, and there's like a big burst of static. And I literally nearly like jumped. Oh yeah, I know where that. And is, hung yeah. off the ceiling. You know, it was like I was just yeah. was not expecting. Again, it was in a very dark room, and then suddenly this monitor comes on, and honestly to God, I jumped out my skin. Well, well, well I, I, I'll talk a little, a little bit more, but um, we'll move on in a bit. When, when you do go back to the the ship, Stu, yeah, uh, they do a really good job of uh, holding back. Like there's a there's a long period when you get there back. There is on that nothing happens. Uh, when nothing and like you, you're mm. creeping around every corner. You know what I mean? And I really enjoyed that that I held back because this is like you know the ship and you, it, this is where it started. And it's like well, like they're, they're going to do something sometime, right? And when they do, you know they they do big style and it's yes. it's, it's really impressive. Um, 
Yeah, so I, I really like it. I, I, I mean, the only the only other thing I felt that they did really well, although I, I can never really decide whether it was a negative or a positive thing, which you're never really truly sure a necromorph is dead until something pops out of it. So you'll shoot yeah. it down. Four dollars. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and you always have to put that final shot in just to make sure it's oh, dead. Yeah. I'm stamping on everything. In that yeah, because yeah. You, you stamp, 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 though. Yeah. Stamp. And if you see see one on the floor, when you go, you just stamp on it, whatever. Yeah, I mean, there is there is that kind of like it, it's not dead until it's like yeah, frantic stamping. Pieces. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 good. I mean, it's it's definitely weird and creepy, like you know the whole babies thing and everything there. That's not fun, but uh, yeah, it's great. I enjoy it. It's good. So, it is yeah. a good game. Yes. Uh, the other game I've been playing is uh, 30 Second Hero. 30 ah. Minute Hero, sorry. No, 30 Second, you're right. 30 Second. It, it is 30 Second. 30 <laughs> Minute <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you got off hour, don't worry. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I played that. And, and uh, no, I didn't. It was kind of funny. Yeah? Yeah. You know, because it was like self aware. Yeah, he was, he was self aware, wasn't he? You know, he was very. He knew kind of what he was trying to do. And should we give spoilers? Or should I have a warning that we're giving spoilers? We're not just going to be talking about the first twelve seconds of the game. We're also going to be talking about the last twelve seconds. Yeah, I, it, it's not very good, but it's it's like there's too much text for a start, right? Oh no. <laughs> You know, well, like, think ah. about it. RPG, Chinny. I know, yeah. but like you played it, Duke. There was a ton yeah. of text. There like, is a lot of text. There's a lot of text. And maybe it's because I play a lot of RPGs. I knew exactly what the text was going to say before it showed up. Yeah. This is where you buy healing potions. As you buy, eat this food, and you'll get full health. You know. It's but it's amazing. a really dumb story too. I'm the angel of time. I'm going to stop time for some reason, but I can't do it too often. So why not? Shut up. But it felt like an indie game. I said that last week. When I, it, it, it this feels like an, like indie, an game. indie game. Yes. Yeah, you know, um, that's because yeah. it's ironic and self-aware. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think it was a bit stupid. Um, yeah, I didn't really like it. I, I heard a lot of good things about it, and it, it's basically like it's, it's one of like those games that's a good idea, and then somebody was like dedicated enough to make it, and I'm like, oh, really? You you made that? Oh, so it was a good idea. I didn't I didn't think you'd go ahead and do it. It's like I'm going to kill that guy. <laughs> Oh yeah, you totally should. And then he went and killed him. You know, it's like that, that guy kind of, needs oh. to die. <laughs> what like, happened? You said he needed everybody, to die. Oh my god! Everybody says I'm going to kill him. You know what I mean? Like, everybody <laughs> yeah, said that, right. but like actually going and doing it—that's what I did. Like, I'm going to make a game where you have 30 seconds and then you have to repeat the 30 seconds. The game is 30 oh, yeah. seconds long. Yeah, that's you a good idea. You, you go and make that game. Really? Yeah. You did? Wow. <laughs> it sort of works though. It, I, I get what you're saying, but it does work. But it's it's a really weird concept. It's I'll tell you, it was I working con- when I did it's it. The, it's, it's not the concept that I'm, I'm having trouble with. It's just like the text and the style. The execution the, is kind of weird. Yeah. I'll tell you, when I did the first one, and I like did it in 30 seconds, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. And then it's like, now go get this other guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then I got there. I got to the castle with like five seconds left, and then I was attacking him. Three, two, one. <laughs> I was about to kill him, and then it, time ran out. I'm like, that's forget it. I'm done. Because what am I going to do? Play that thirty seconds over again, but more efficiently? Well, that's I how wasn't it works. Efficient enough with my thirty seconds? Well, that's the game. That's how it works. Well, but isn't it? that's a dumb game. I don't know. Because I what does it, it mean? No, wait a minute. Hang on a second. What does it mean then? It means that when I was walking from point A to point B, I went around those mountains too circuitously. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's stupid. It uh, is. Who cares? That's the challenge: is to make sure I move around those mountains fast enough. <laughs> 
what's weird well, about it now? That's the challenge. Can you move around the mountains fast enough? Test challenge your friends. I can move around the mountains better than you. Nah, smelly head, I can do it better than you. That's what all the kids are saying in the playground. <laughs> But the weirdest, but the weirdest thing is, it's not really thirty seconds because you add all those thirty oh. seconds together, don't you, to do whatever you're doing. So it's, I'll it's tell you a what, bit... it could be interesting. And this is what I thought yeah. it was going to be: if it were a, a a series of games, each one of which was actually thirty seconds, and and you could in between the games, like you know, I'm gonna set my guy up with this and this. I'm gonna choose bow and arrow or sword or whatever. That might be interesting, and they were all really different from each other, and you had a little tiny story. That could be fun, but that's not what this is. This is just, oh, you defeated the guy in this castle. Now there's a guy in another castle. Go! It's yeah. like, who cares? It is that sort of rinse-repeat thing as well, isn't it? That yes. doesn't do it really any favors. Yes. So. But yes, it, it's an interesting concept, but like you say, it, it felt like an indie game. And it, I think we just, gave this game yeah. way too much time. Yeah, I think we did. Right, Duke, what have you been playing apart from 30 no. Second Hero? Oh, I want to talk about that some more. No. <laughs> moving around the mountains. No. <laughs> Let's talk about a game I ha- we haven't talked about on this show much. Portal! Uh, I thought I told you to stop playing that. <laughs> I, it was not, I wasn't playing Portal 2, I was playing Portal 1. Ah. Because once upon a time they released it for free on Steam, and I was like, I'm curious to know if I can play that on the Mac, and I can, and it's obviously a, a great game. Um, it's a little interesting to play it again using a different interface, you know, mouse and keyboard compared to the controller, but obviously it's not that different. Um, but I'm interested in trying some of the downloadable maps because you know you can get stuff that other people have made. There's user created content in there. Yep. So yes. I'm kind of curious to see. I have I downloaded a couple, but I haven't played them yet. So I'm interested to see if um, that'll be worth my time. Because I don't want to sift through a whole bunch of crap, you know. But if I can find like a place where they rate the maps and things, then well, I think that could the, be worthwhile. On the downloadable version on, on Xbox Live Arcade, you know, yeah. there's still a, still a portal uh-huh, still alive. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, they have all like extra maps, like community main maps, like yeah. the best of them uh-huh. on, on there as well. Yeah, but you got to pay for that. Yeah, you got to pay for that. But I'm just saying. I'm but I, I, another thing I've heard about those kind of maps is, you know, like Valve spend a lot of time testing them to kind of make sure that the the player's eye kind of goes mm-hmm. this way or something. Right, yeah, right. you don't get any of that on the. the oh, sure, map. of course, yeah, and that might be things where I'm like going through the floor and things, but I don't know, whatever. It's an interesting possibility, so I'm just curious to see about it. Um, yeah, and then let's see. I've been playing a little Torchlight. Uh, and that's, I'm really glad I got it on the P or I got it on my Mac, you know, from steam. Uh, not only because I think the graphics are probably a little better. I mean, I'm sitting closer to the screen, I guess. So maybe it's just that I noticed the graphics, but the, the, the moving around of items is so much easier on the keyboard than it is on the console. I mean, I didn't do much of it. You pick up a lot of stuff in that game as well. You do pick up a lot of stuff and in a way, I don't know. It makes me feel like loot gathering games. As much as I love them, it, there's so much stuff that I end up not using that I'm just like, couldn't the game be like, you don't use magic wands? I'm not going to bother you with magic wands. But I don't know, whatever. It's the thrill of finding new stuff and like identifying it and like, oh, this is plus three fire resistance and that one's plus two. I'm using the new one. But they did a really good job with sending your pet back to town because that's a really good feature. You yeah, just to sell all your crap your on rubbish. the dog. Yeah. yeah, like go get the money for this. I just wish it didn't interrupt me. Your pet has returned with 143 gold pieces. Fine, whatever. I'll tell you what, though. That must be the most intelligent dog ever. 
It's a very smart dog, no doubt. And and flexible, because I give it a fish, and it turns into a demon beast. So that's very handy. I wish my dog could do that. But you can also teach dog. it magic spells as well, can't you? Today? Eh, I haven't bothered around with that yet. I just have a bow and arrow and then stuff. Um, And then Steam also had a sale, you know, because Steam's still doing these sales. And they had Amnesia for $5. And I was like, well, there's a chance it might not run. But you know what? Let's give it a try. And I'm giving it a try. And I don't know what to say about that game. It's it's interesting. Kind of like you said about Portal 2. It's not a whole lot of fun to play right now. Although there are some puzzles. I'm assuming you mean in Dead Space 2. What did I say? Portal, Portal 2. 2. See, you've got no Portal, Portal on the brain. There's no fun in Portal 2. I uh, know, <laughs> yeah. Grind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, Dead Space 2. Um, it's, you know, it's it, uh, it's interesting. I'm not very far yet in Amnesia, so uh, I think, okay, what I've heard about it is the same thing. Every time anybody talks about that game, it's always the same thing. It'll scare the hell out of you. It's the most horrifying thing ever. I have to say I'm not too scared yet. Like I'm about an hour, maybe two hours in, and it's definitely creepy. It does a really good job, and it, I'm doing exactly what it says. Bill Cosby did a routine once about how he used to listen to scarier radio shows when he was a child, and you know, he turned the lights out. Yeah, yeah, they're out. Go ahead. Scare me to death. I love it. Well, I'm doing that. Like I'll draw the blinds, I'll put the headphones on and like so every 5 seconds I'm looking over my shoulder to see, you know, the doorway from the office into the main room cuz I don't want to get, you know, somebody walking up behind me. <laughs> but um yeah, the big thing is you cannot fight any of the monsters that you come across. Yeah, now, I haven't yeah. come across many monsters yet. Mo- uh, like there've been the the best thing it does is what the Blair Witch Project did, which is Less is more, like, just suggesting that there's things going on around you. So, for instance, I was in the wine cellar at one point, and you have to collect all these different vials of different chemicals or something. I don't really know what the story is. Um, But I do. I just don't want to go into it. Uh, So I'm I'm going around from room to room in the wine cellar, and I've got this lantern, which is slowly draining its oil, you know, so i got to hurry up. And then I hear a door behind me close. And I'm like, what? And I go and I open the door, and then on the other side of the room, that door closes. And I'm like, what? And then I go over toward it, and as soon as I get near it, I hear very clearly from inside that room, ah, get off me! And then, and then there's silence. And I was, okay, do you go in that room now or not? So I, I waited for a second, and then I opened the door, and I went in the room, and there's no one in there. And you're just like, Ooh. what the hell is going on here? So, I don't know. I've seen some shadows and things in the distance, but obviously you don't want to go toward them. You're just supposed to wait, and maybe they'll go away. So, I'm very curious to know what happens when you do actually, you know, when there is someone actually chasing you or, I don't know, something creepy. So, right now, it's all just sort of, you get the sense, like, there's a lot of creepy stuff going on, but you don't, you, you don't, you're not seeing much of it. It's all sort of just mm. on the periphery of your vision. I don't feel like you've played enough of it to kind of maybe they're they're holding back on on the yeah spot, I'm know? sure they are and and yeah. that's the thing is I'm probably not in, far enough in to give a real review yet so those are just my first impressions people that that says look the the part on Dead Space Two Stu when you go on the uh, the ship you know, yeah like they yeah hold definitely back and they, it, a lot of the, that part uh, Duke is just like them really like like making sure that you 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 creeped out you know what I mean they, yeah they, yeah sure but they like, there's part I mean in Dead Space Two you're going insane a little bit and like. Mm-hmm. That, that this thing grabs you in one, right? This long tentacle yeah. thing, and it comes back on two, like on that mm-hmm. part, and it's exactly the same place. And mm-hmm. I, I remember saying, "Oh shit, here we go again." And, <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't real. You know what I mean? I was like, "Ah, mm-hmm. they got me." 
So. And that you know they play with that dynamic in Amnesia because the purpose of the light in that game is you if you stand still in the darkness you'll start to go insane and the 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 oh, wow. you'll it'll it'll be unsteady and the screen wavers and stuff and there's all these constant and um, like flashback things or maybe they're dreams or hallucinations you don't really know what so you pick up something and suddenly the screen flashes and everything's unsteady and there's voices you hear and it's all very strange and you don't really know what the cause of it is at any point but it also reminded me somewhat of Alan Wake because you are constantly you see something that's lit up you go toward it like yeah. that'll keep you sane you yeah. and you you collect these tinder boxes so that you can light up candles along the way and if you're standing near a lit candle you're basically okay you're not going to go insane right uh-huh. um but the problem is i had like 7 of them and then there was this puzzle where i needed to open this secret door and it was clear that i needed to solve a puzzle in this room and i before I realized what the actual solution to the puzzle was, I thought maybe I needed to light all the candles in the room. So I went around lighting all the candles in the room, and then the door didn't open. I'm like, oh, great, now what? And then I figured out what the puzzle was. The problem with the game is they say when you start it up, don't worry about saving. We'll take care of that for you. <sighs> just, just worry about staying alive. And I'm like, oh, great. So I used up all those tinder boxes, and now I, I got one, I think. So that's kind of annoying, but I suppose it... If it's the way the game is supposed to be played. Well, there's a there's a game coming out on the PS3 sometime this year called Amy, uh, which is meant to be a lot like Amnesia, uh, where you basically play a mother who's got to keep her daughter safe. The thing that bugs me about Amnesia is that I don't have any weapon of any kind at all. And, I mean, in a way, that's cool because it's something different, but I really don't like being so totally defenseless. You know what I mean? But that's like a silent little shattered memory because that's what that does. You have no weapons. You just have a mobile phone and a torch, and that's so I it. I didn't even have a mobile phone. Yeah, so that's a, that's a <laughs> so, creepy game as well. I, yeah, I think it, it makes it really creepy. That's if, all. If it's an old mobile phone, you can hit him on the head with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you just run. That's the, well, that's the thing too is that like there are certain things you can pick up. You can pick up most things. Oh, and you'll like this too. When you open a door, you make the mo- it just kind of reminds me of Heavy Rain because you're supposed to click the door and then pull the mouse back toward you. So it's actually the motion of opening the door. It's not wow, just the wow. Wow, I like it. I like oh, it. Oh, hallelujah! Hallelujah! That's quality game making right Brilliant. there, isn't it? There you go. Hey. Um, <laughs> you know. It's the kind of game that I don't really look forward to playing because I know it's going to creep me out and make me uncomfortable, like you were saying about Dead Space 2. But I really want to keep playing it because I'm yeah. curious to know more about the story and all sorts of other things. So I, I don't, I don't think it's, it's a story for me. I, I don't. I don't know. I suppose I, I do want to know why Dead Space, what where Dead Space 2 ends or what happens. Yeah. But yeah. like, I'm not really involved with like. Like I, I just kind of want to see the end result of it. I'm not like oh like out there. The, he points the marker and all this. <laughs> like, I don't really care. Like you know, I just you can go just, on YouTube for that. Yeah, I guess. But. I wonder if I'll get to that point with Amnesia. I'm not putting myself through any more of this. Let me just see what happens at the end on YouTube. Maybe who knows? Maybe. Who knows? And then the last thing I'm playing is Knights of the Old Republic because I went out and got that on Xbox. Aha, uh-huh. the yeah. Xbox original. Yep. And it's such a great game. I mean, it's Bioware, so I know I'm a Bioware fanboy, but um, yeah. First of all, it's really funny because whatever weapon you have, uh, you have it out all the time. It's not like Dragon Age where you have the sword behind you and then when it's time for a battle, you pull the swords out and let's do it, which I love. I mean, that's one of the things I love about Bioware is when the battle starts, it's on. You have, like, you get the swords out 
You're ready to fight. Let's do it. Come on. Who wants a piece of me? It's on. Oh, it's on. Um, but it's not like that with KOTOR. So you always have your weapon out, which is really weird because you're in a shop talking to someone and I've got my two swords, you know, just sort of sitting there. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any med packs? Yes, I have med packs. <laughs> yeah, just take them all. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, the, there is some slowdown, and I don't know if it's... It's probably just because I'm playing on the 360, right? Um, yeah, I don't think it ran too well on the three, on the on the Xbox either, but uh, it was... Don't forget, like, that was when the PC games were kind of at more at the forefront of yeah. oilware and stuff, so yeah. it probably didn't run that... I mean, I played it, but I can't really remember, to be honest. I don't, I don't, I'm thinking that it didn't run that great on the console. The, the, there's two places where it really hiccups, which is which are most annoying. One is when you have a battle with more than two people. Like you have three people in your party, including yourself, and then if you're fighting more than two people, it's gonna hiccup and freeze, and it, it just it's really weird and breaks the flow. That's not too bad. The part that's really annoying is in a lot of the cutscenes. And it's a Bioware game, so there's a bunch of cuts. And I'm talking about like just conversations too, right? The, uh-huh. the audio will just pause in the middle of what they're saying. So uh-huh. it sounds like everybody in the game has a horrible case of stuttering. <laughs> we need to get to the other side of the galaxy and head over to the Antina. Spit it out! Come on, man! But whatever. i have just got to deal with it. Um... Their writing has come a long way. Uh, you can tell, even between. I mean, what, what was what was after Kotor? Um, Did they do the first Mass Effect one. Yeah, after I think, that? Uh, yeah, I think maybe it was Mass Effect after. Because if that's true, there was a huge quantum leap. I mean, they did Kotor too, I suppose. So it'd be interesting. No, they didn't. I don't think no, they, they did that. No, they didn't do it. Did, um, Alpha Protocol did. did yeah, it uh, was interesting. Okay. Well, then I'll stay away from KOTOR, too. But, but I will you tell, tell you what I mean, they you, did. Uh, whatever. You know, depend, it, it, Jay Dampire was the next game they did. Yeah, I've heard good things about that. I'd like to try uh, it at some point. And then Mass Effect in 2007. So it was, what, maybe two or three years in between them? Uh, two years between Old Republic and Jade Empire, and then another, yeah, another two years before Mass so Effect. So four years between KOTOR and Mass Effect. Yes, there was a lot of development between. They hired some really. I guess that was when, that was when they said, "You know what? We're going to focus on writing because some of the stuff in Kotor is like, you know, there's it's clear somebody is angry. Maybe you should talk to them about it. And then you go and you're like, "What? What's wrong?" He's like, "I don't want to talk about it. None of your business." And then you know your options are, "Why are you getting mad at me?" Or you know, "You can trust me." Or you know your standard sort of options. And you're like, "Come on, you can trust me." And then the guy's like. Yeah, I guess you're right. You deserve to know what's going on. It's like, dude, you need some transition in between those things. Nobody's like that. You know, ah, shut up. Yeah, it's good that you asked me that. Let's have a conversation. That doesn't make sense. Um, you could really use some fast travel. There's a lot of running back and forth on the first map that you get to. And you just sort of, because you have to go over here and get this thing. And then you got to go back to this other place. And it's kind of tedious to do some of that. Um, but there is a really interesting decision about the Jedi path that you go down because I got my first lightsaber so I'm actually a Jedi now oh yeah baby and that feels really cool because I think it's especially cool because I played for 
probably seven hours without a lightsaber. And I'm like, I want to be a Jedi already. When do I get to be a Jedi? And everybody along the way is like, you've got more potential than anybody we've ever seen and blah, 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 blah. I don't understand why it always has to be that way. Why can't it just be, you're a cool guy. You get to be, you know, in our group or whatever. It's always like, you're the most amazing chosen destiny person, blah, 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 blah. Hey, you're quite a cool dude. Do you want to play cards (laughs) with us someday? Why can't I just be a thirsty dude? Gatorade forgets about this demographic. Anyway, um, but you have to choose. You don't just choose to be a Jedi. You choose whether you're going to to be like focused on physical activity or force powers or sort of in between. And um, it has to do with how you approach situations, whether you're going to use force or try to use, you know, diplomacy and stuff. So it's interesting. You can see it's a very sort of. unrefined version of that and they obviously flesh it out a lot more in mass effect and and dragon age but it's still a very interesting um depth of characterization even in this early game um to but, go back what's that it makes you want to go back absolutely however i am getting to the part where you know I, i've been established as one of the you know most promising jedis ever and i've um, more potential than they've ever seen before so why don't you help these two families settle this feud they're having over some sheep <laughs> that doesn't seem to be the best use of a Jedi's time. <laughs> but hey, that's just I know me. it's the end of the universe and all, but can you, <laughs> like Mary and Sam, do not get on. Can you sort that out? <laughs> exactly. And then there's this other thing where <laughs> there's this really dumb murder investigation that you have to go through. And it felt like, I mean, I haven't played L.A. Noir, but it felt like what L.A. Noir might be kind of like, because you're interviewing these two people and you have to compare what they say and see if you can figure out who's lying but you don't have any of that cool stuff from Eleanor, like facial recognition or, you know, really good acting. Instead, it's just, well, I was out for my morning run and blah, 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 blah. And, and, then, and then the other dude's like, I was hunting for, you know, whatever the monster that they made up for this particular planet is. And the sun was in my eyes. And then you go and talk to the robot and you're like, what was the weather like this morning? It was cloudy all morning. Like, hmm, I wonder who's lying. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, but whatever. It's a it's a lot of fun, and like I said, I'm probably like ten hours in by now, and I'm really having fun with it. So I can give a thumbs up to Kotor, but I suppose if you could play it on an actual Xbox, that might be better because there are some hiccups that make it sound like people have a stutter problem. That was interesting. Yeah, back to a retro game there, dude. Because there's a lot of people who are probably like, I don't know, should I play this game from 10 years ago? I don't know. <laughs> there you go. They, they'll all be wondering that very question now, I guess. That's right. And I haven't gone back to... Actually, that's not true. I did play a little bit of Fear 3. Mm. I don't really have anything to say about it. It's about the same as I thought before. It's a good shooter, but... Eh. 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 Anyway, I've been playing some more modern games. You know, <laughs> yes. Obviously, you know, we can't all play games from... What? I don't know, Portal and <laughs> seven, <laughs> eight very years modern. ago. Sometimes it's interesting to play games from like the last generation. We used to do a retro rental review on the show. See, we could have done KOTOR because I've got that as well. Um, What? So have I. Yeah. See, we could have done that. Yeah, but then the pressure would be on to finish it. and I I don't play games like that. I've always been curious because I've got Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, right? I've got that too. And that is a game that I've never finished, by the way. Uh Yeah, well, that takes a long time, doesn't it? It's a very long game. But if you only did the core missions, I don't know, would it take that long? Don't know. Maybe I should yeah. go back to it and realize how about far. trying to get clothing to make your girlfriend impressed. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see <laughs> how, how far GTA has come. You know, like... That shirt is ugly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, sorry, I don't need sorry, these problems. 
Sorry. In the real world. Okay. <laughs> yes. What you been playing? New, new games. New games. Uh, I finished Fear uh, 3 twice. Yeah. I finished it twice. Finished Jeez. it twice. I finished it twice. That's, so, that's I, a ringing uh, endorsement right there. Yeah, I finished it on my own. Oh, good. I played it twice. I finished it on my own, and then I played in court with my mate who hired it for the weekend and played it pretty much through a game with him uh, oh, right man. up to the end. Uh, but I do sort of have to apologize a little bit. Well, apologize for my internet anyway, uh, because we played it in co-op all the way from uh, interval three all the way to the end. Did you get to the end of the game and then you were like, oh, I didn't realize he was gone. No, worse than that. Worse than that. We got to the end of the game. And obviously, as with virtually every modern game now, there's a little bit of extra story after the credits have rolled. You know, like they do, like they do. I'm not familiar with that. Nearly every game I've played, if you wait till the end of the credits, says, oh, give me an example. Uh, well, Dead Space 2 does that. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood does that. Assassin's Creed, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. 2. They all do it. You've got to wait till the end of the... You've got to wait till the end Here, of wait, the Wait, wait, wait. Warning. Spoilers. Warning. 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 What's the extra bit at the end of Brotherhood? Uh, I can't remember now offhand, but it is there. <laughs> it is there. Trust me. Jenny, is this true? Is he putting me on? It's not a lot. It's just a voiceover. Yeah, there is a voiceover thing, and there okay, is. I'll take your word for it. There's a huge bit at the end of Assassin's Creed, the original one, that you have to. Well, I never finished that game. Uh, anyway, that aside, and, and I was, okay, so like some games have, there is a little extra at the end of Fear Three. A lot of them do. A lot of them do that. Uh, but anyway, so we were sat chattering, and the credits are rolling. And I said, "Oh, don't don't turn it off. You got to wait till the end." And then my internet decided to turn off. Uh, which threw us both out of, out of the game, and then he couldn't watch it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> because he wouldn't let him do it. And I said, you'll just have to look at it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, look at it on YouTube, dude. <laughs> you know, but I did feel for him, bless him. But uh, yeah. anyway, yeah, I mean, the game, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not going to win any Game of the Year awards, but it, no, is, it is a lot of fun to play. And, I, you know, it's we fun. had a lot of laughs and fun playing it. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of laughs. And then Hawkson uh, came on, and then we Hawks. played some multiplayer. Which we really quite enjoyed, yeah. um, and basically, I still one... haven't given that a shot. I should try that. Yeah, well, I, yeah, there's a very good chance I like that. Yeah, we played Contractions, which is basically zombie mode from. Uh, Sounds like a pregnancy. Yeah, well, it is. it is. It is Alma, is a dude. So basically, Alma, every time she has a contraction, she spews out more enemies for you to fight really? off. But each of those is obviously a wave. Oh, like real pregnancies. Absolutely, just like it. Uh, just like, <laughs> but it's exactly the same as zombie mode. You know, you have to board up the windows and leave one open, and there's like uh, supplies outside, so you have to run outside and grab them and bring them back in again, and and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but it was cool. That was fun enough. Uh, but then we played another mode, and I can't exactly remember remember the exact name of it. But basically, it's something to do with souls. And the way it works is you like a you like a wraith or a ghost. Uh, and basically, what you have to do, you have to basically take over an enemy AI. Okay, so as soon as you look at one, it just says why to you know take it over. So you press the Y button, you go in it, and then you have to kill other sort of enemies and you get sort of basically souls off them and you have to collect as many as you can uh and you can basically when when you're nearly getting killed you can transport to another one as long as you can one in view you can just see so you basically flight him from one uh body to another from one sort of enemy to another uh but then if you kill like one of the other guys playing then you get half of their souls and they lose half of them so it's a bit mm-hmm. bit of a case of you know you've got a, and whoever's got the most souls at the end of the round wins 
So when the time runs out, whoever's got the and it's it's a lot of it's quite frantic, and they, they throw different enemies in at you, and well, I really enjoyed that. I really thought it was a lot of fun to play, and you, you play with four players, and you just basically they're quite small maps, they're not very big, and you basically just run around just frantically trying to get as many souls as you can. It reminded me a lot of um, Halo Reach. There was a mode in that with a ha- with the hammer, and you had to hit everybody, and they dropped the the like schools fell out, and you had to pick up as many schools as you could. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very similar to that, but yeah, it's very in- interesting. Uh, and the other two modes we didn't get to play because you have to have a pass, and because mine was rented, I obviously didn't have the pass to get on there. So it's good that they let you play some of them. Yeah, they let you play two, and two are locked unless you've got the passcode. Have you played the, the the? Did you play the the multiplayer for Dead Space Two? No, never played it. Mm. Never you even that game, right? I did. Never turned it on. Never did nothing with that. So you had an online pass, and you never. I did. Never. I think I put the online pass in. Uh, but I never actually played it. Yeah, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you wasted an online pass. I did. Yeah, Man. I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll, uh, I'll, you know, I've got. I'll go for the trial. When I finish the game, I'll have a trial and. Yeah, that. give it a go and let us know what you think. But yeah, fear. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's not the best game ever, but it's it's just fun. You know, if you want a fun first person shooter, you can't go wrong really. Uh, and the ending was all right. The story was okay. It's not, again, it's not going to win any Oscars. Uh, but it was all right. It was a fun story. Uh, I quite liked it. I enjoyed it. Uh, so that was that. And then I've been playing Shadows of the Damned. I thought I'd, uh, oh, yes. I'd give I this. I saw you playing one. this. Yeah. Suda51 and uh, Mikami, who made Resident Evil 4, have made this game, or creative directors in this game. Uh, interesting, I think, is the... Steve Conga is jizzing about this game. It's, it's, it's a funny game. It, it depends what your humour's like. You're either going to think it's really funny or you think it's gonna, you know, you're going to think it's really crass. We, and... we was play- I was playing Need for Speed and he was saying, I'm shooting my boner gun now. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of toilet humour in it. I think the one, the one bit that stood out for me, basically, um, you're, you're, you're running out. Basically, it's a very sort of, I mean, this isn't a spoiler, but the story, basically, your girlfriend gets kidnapped by this guy from hell. You know, this this demon steals your girlfriend oh, and, no. and you basically follow him into hell and you've got to try and get your girlfriend back. Oh. Uh, and you have a demon called Johnson that has been turned into your oh. gun. He's called Johnson, John- I get it. He's called Johnson. That's a pretty sophisticated joke. I don't know if all the listeners got it, so yeah. we should explain. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a Shakespearean reference, too. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. But anyway, he's very funny. He's got an English accent. He's a bit wheatly like, you oh, know. He's funny because he's got an English accent. Yeah, and See, he's that's why funny. you like him instead of Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem's an American who does the exact same thing. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. But this game has an English accent. Well, you know, so I think there's a, I think there's a difference though because the big the biggest difference between those two games, and I get where you're going from, you know. And I don't actually that, have a horse in this race. I don't. Uh, like but but the both, you know, that they're both a bit crass and they're both a bit toilet humorish. But I think in some ways. Uh, Duke Nukem was trying to be funny because it was trying to be self-referential yeah, and all that sort of stuff whereas this is just really stupid throwaway toilet humour jokes for instance instance, just to give you an example of something that happens is there's a girl character in the game and a demon bursts and she's scantily clad in sort of of underwear uh, as, as a lot of Japanese games are, and this huge demon bursts out of her and Johnson says oh well that's spoiled my stiffy Oh, that nature. Yeah, I'm not going to really like this game. No, so that's that's about the level of it, really. 
Yeah. Uh, and there's some reference to strawberries, and there's lots of posters around all the levels. And you look at a poster, and then there'll be there'll be something really ridiculous in and you know on each of these posts. And one of them uh, has the strawberries and ice cream on it because for some reason strawberries open gates, so there's like these baby faces on gates, and you have to shove various different things in the mouth to get the gate to open. Uh, and basically, well, it's one of them strawberries. So uh, Garcia, your character, asks uh, Johnson why strawberries are such a big deal in hell and i can't i didn't quite catch what he said but it was something obviously crude and then he finished it with saying uh so now you know uh that when you pop a girl's cherry it's not just a figure of speech um so yeah. it's sort of, yeah that is that sort of humor is that is this of- this is a bioware game yeah <laughs> no, I mean the level of writing is clearly uh, it's actually a, a team of writers. Game. Yeah, it's 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 not. It's it's, it's, it's actually a, a rock star game. It's, it's all a metaphor, you see, <laughs> for yeah. the the recession. Uh, I don't know. I've run out of. It's it's that. very. <sighs> I mean, it's very pseudo fifty one. I mean, there's some cool things like. It sounds exactly like Duke Nukem, dude. I'm sorry. It's not. It's nothing like Duke Nukem. Absolutely nothing. Uh, and you no, pop a woman's cherry. It's not just a figure of speech. That doesn't sound like Duke Nukem. Yeah. I'm gonna find quotes from both games and quiz you on which one comes from which game. I'll bet you don't do better than fifty percent. I bet I do. Uh, we'll find I, out. I would bet you on that. We'll be happy to uh, bet you on let's that. Find out. But you can have your ten pound back that you never gave. So me. I'm not going to get my ten pounds. <laughs> but no, it's it's di- for some reason you you let it off because he's not some pumped up character trying to be some gung ho thing. It's just him trying to get his girlfriend back, I guess. And From it's hell. and it's Johnson who's making all these quips, and he's a demon. So oh, it's the penis gun that's yeah, making the jokes. Indeed. Come on. So you sort of How accept can... it. <laughs> yeah, I accept it because he's sort of. I guess he's he's. You expect a demon to come out with stuff like that. I don't know, but he's. It's it's more Monty Pythonish, if you will. You know, than don't you dare. It is. It's more that sort of. Oh, you don't age. remember Monty Python made lots of jokes about breaking hymens. Well, not necessarily. No, not necessarily. But he's that. Yeah. Anyway, but it's it's good fun. I've enjoyed it so far. I'm enjoying it. It's, you really just like because it it's weird and Japanese. It is weird and Japanese, and yes, I do like it for those two reasons. But you know, it's it's running on Unreal Unreal Three engine, and you obviously you get all the popping issues that you get with every game running on Unreal Three. Uh, yeah, the textures, you know, popping as you're walking walking along. But um, it's good. It's really good. I'm I'm quite enjoying it. You know, it's not again. It's not going to win game of the year, but it's a solid fun. If you want something different, that's just fun to play. Uh, and then sorry, I'll... is it a first person shooter? Or well, person? now this is the thing uh, because obviously it's being made by the creator of uh, Resident Evil Four, uh, so it's got the the exact same shooting mechanics that over the shoulder. Uh, sort of with a little laser sight. Can you move and shoot? Yes. Slowly, but you can move and shoot. It's it's definitely been refined and made a lot smoother. And and there's some cool little things about it. Like, for instance, if you get a headshot, you get a cool little zooming animation as it's hitting in slow-mo as you shoot the head off a demon. Uh, so that's quite cool. There's like, I was like those. Yeah, and it's, it, that, that's really cool. And it's satisfying. You know, when that happens, you're like, ah, oh, I got him straight in the noggin. You know what I mean? And you're like, and if you get one from a distance, it's even better. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I can definitely recommend it, picking it up as a rental or if you see it cheap, but I couldn't recommend paying full price for it. You know, it's sort of okay as a rental, but, you know, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't be paying full price. But. It's not that terrible, you know. It's a definite sort of maybe one that it's a lot of people. I know, I hate saying that, but it's one of those games that you might miss. That that actually is quite fun to play. You know, it's it's not going to win any Oscars, but it's fun. 
And uh, I think that's a bit of a theme with me at the moment. I really and and it's quite nice to play games that aren't taking themselves too seriously. You know, they aren't trying to be a serious game. They just they know they they know what they are. You know, and play to those strengths. You know, like Fear Three did, like this has done. And I'm quite enjoying that for a bit of a change of pace. You know, than these games that are trying to be this serious sort of movie type story type video game. So I'm quite enjoying that. Um, I've also been playing the Dead Block demo. Yeah, I, saw, I think I downloaded that. Yeah, but I you know, it, it. it just feels like a massive missed opportunity. So, what sort of game is it? It's it's a bit like a, it's a bit like a zombie mode again. <laughs> it's a bit like uh-huh. zombie mode where you have to protect yourselves in like a building, board up windows, uh, use your weapons, and it's it's quite good fun. There's some crazy cool stuff going on. Like for instance, if you if you you collect coins, if you put one in the jukebox, all the zombies will dance, and then you can obviously pick them off while they're, they're sort of stuck to the spot dancing. Uh, so it's got sort of, and it's got a really cool art style to it, and it looks really, you know, cute and cartoony and and interesting, you know. But then it's only got local co-op, uh, mm-hmm. so you can play up to up to. I think I'm not sure it's three or four players, uh, but you can only do it locally, so you can't play it over Xbox Live. And I'm just like, it just seems weird, you know, because that it would be a great game to play with your, with your mates, you know what I mean? But yeah. You know, my wife ain't about to play this. And but you my- have to have mates in real life. God. Yeah. Yeah, they have to be sat on the same sofa as you to do it. Yeah. I don't know. It's annoying. Don't get me wrong. I just Some people it- do have friends that will come over and play on their Xbox. Yeah, yeah, but I just thought it was weird, you know, because for a game that's obviously made for co-op. Yeah, but didn't those people at the um, Bird Assassin group say that it's a lot different to make online co-op? I, absolutely, but this is an arcade release, not an indie game. You know, I can forgive the indie games for not doing it. Yeah, it's but it's not like they're made by huge corporations all the time. Maybe not, but it just seems weird. It, and it, and it yeah, is a it polished is game. You know, it's very polished. Yeah. It looks cool. You have to, at the end of each level, to finish a level off, you have to play like, you, you have to play like a guitar, a bit like Guitar Hero thing. So you have to like follow the button prompts to to play a tune at the end of each level, which was what, what game are you talking about? Uh, Dead Block. Oh, sorry, I played this. Yeah, yeah, I played this. <laughs> oh, oh, you played this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what did you think? Keeping up there, Chinny? I know. Yeah, you are keeping up there? So, no, because I, I I don't talk about all the games I play because of the other podcast that I do. So I'm yeah. like, ah. Uh, but what 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 were we? Um, I thought it was all right. Yeah. It's, not got, it's, it's only local. Did you say? Or it's yeah, it's local. only local co-op. There's no online co-op with it. Weird. There's no online co-op? Nope. Because I thought, this game's okay if you had uh, a lot of mates playing online. Exactly. <laughs> well, the way I'll, I'll, I'll leave it for the overseas connection, but like, I was going to say something. But yeah, it's, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay, but it does. if it had had the, the online co-op, I might have been yeah. interested in possibly buying it. Yeah, you know, but, a few mates together. Like that yeah. Was... But now it's like, nah. That's a shame. Gone. Uh, so that, and then the last two things I've played are a couple of um, iPhone games or iPod Touch games, as it is. Uh, one really interesting one, and it's free, so you can just download this. It's free, you yeah. don't pay for it. Uh, called the Nightjar, um, and basically it's been sponsored by a belt jar. yeah, uh, by Five Chewing Gum. Uh, so that's the reason it's free. I'm guessing. Uh, five chewing gum. Weren't we talking about co- ads like this recently? I don't care if it's free. <laughs> but basically, it's only hey, got the logo on dude, the button. Adverts don't work, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not chewing that any. That gum anyway. sucks anyway. I'm not chewing any. But basically, it's... More sugar, uh, more coke. It's a sound-only game. So there is no video. Uh, so basically... No, do you know what? It works 
sort of pretty well. It works you know. sort of pretty well. Well, so I, no, well I guess how that, the game works then. I guess that's because I thought it wouldn't work and it sort of does work, although it can be a bit fiddly. Sort of. So basically, it uses this uh, 3D sound technology, so you have to have headphones on when you play it. Uh, and there's a guy called uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch, who's quite a fairly famous actor. Two dumbs in the first two seconds. Just listen, listen. <laughs> a fairly famous actor, uh, and he's really good. He sounds great, you know, and he's basically some guy who's guiding you through the game, you know. And, and basically, the, the story is uh, that you've been left stranded on a dying spaceship, and it's going into a black hole, and basically the rest of the crew's abandoned you. So they've sort of left you to die, as it were. Uh, and then when you sort of start playing the game, there's obviously something comes onto the ship, and you get the, you know, like the the computer voice, you know, like the the ship's control computer or whatever keeps coming on, and she'll and it's a woman, obviously, and she'll say stuff like, uh, uh, four life forms have now been detected. One is human, the rest are not, and basically that keeps on increasing as you sort of as you, you're going through the game. And this guy's getting like, right, you've got to get through the air ducts here, or else you know if you get caught, you're going to get killed, and all this sort of stuff. Uh, and basically, you use sound, so it's like 3D sound, so you actually move by going towards the sound of the door, like bleeping, so you know where to get to a door to get into the next room. Or there was like one room that I was in, and there's obviously something in the middle of the room eating something that was slobbering away, and you had to avoid uh, disturbing it so you didn't get killed. Uh, and it works. It works. I was quite impressed with it. So I definitely recommend looking up the Nightjar. It's free, so you don't have to pay for it. Uh, and it's an interesting experience. And the sound is, is very, very good. It's really good. So I was I was quite impressed with that, uh, and then the last thing I played is is my new most addictive uh, iPod game ever, uh, and it's called Dungeon Raid, and it's basically you know like the usual Connect Three, Connect Four type stuff, uh, but it's an RPG with with that in it. So basically, you get Connect Four uh, as an RPG, huh? Yeah. So you know, like like, like Puzzle um, Quest, only you know, and now all the fun stuff in it. Yeah, so it's like Puzzle Quest, but it's a lot more stripped back than that. So basically, you have in the in on the screen, you have swords, you have potions, uh, enemies, and shields, and that's pretty much it. So you have all stats at the bottom. Uh, if you obviously connect four shields, it obviously puts all your your defense up. If an enemy comes onto the screen, you have to get rid of them by joining swords and them together. But you can go in any direction, as many as you want. So you can sort of get rid of five or six. Then you get, obviously, the more hard ones. Uh, You collect gold as well as gold coins. If you collect enough gold coins, you then then add extra abilities. It's very addictive. And you only have 30 seconds to do it all. No, no. And that's the other nice thing about it. Nothing drops down. So it's sort of just a case of getting rid of stuff and seeing what drops down next. Uh, uh, but it's great. Very hey, addictive. Very addictive. That reminds me about a game we all played recently. Uncharted 3. Oh, yes. Well, we, are we going to talk about that now or uh, sort of towards the end know. when we do the play down? I, I just remembered because you said things drop down and I was like, yeah, we don't, you don't have to decide to pick things up with ammo and stuff on Uncharted 3, which I like. Because that got annoying when you walk by a grenade and you had to choose to pick it up in Uncharted oh, 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. However, the bullet sponging is kind of... Uh... It does take a bit Did you realize something, which I didn't realize till I read about it, and then it made Talk sense? Talk about Uncharted 3. Yeah. Uh, yes. Did you realize that, you know, when you see, like, emblems on walls and stuff occasionally? and like it's in your the, emblem. That's the person who's leading at the time. It's uh, their emblem. Uh. Wow, so whoever's a heart, and I was like, "That must be mine." No, it's whoever's in the lead in the game at the time. It, it puts I saw mine once. Yeah, 
So I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So it's, yeah, it's whoever's in the, in the lead. And I was like, oh, that's, that's a pretty neat thing that it completely doesn't matter. And I can't yeah. imagine. And you wouldn't know about it unless you realized. <laughs> right. uh, but yeah, I thought, oh, it's like kind of- Call of Duty's got their player cards. What do we have? Uh, we'll put a little banner up when you're winning. So what did you think, anyway? What did you think of it? I, well, it's plunging. I, I guess so, but I really enjoyed it. I I'm used it. to that kind of with games. Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. I, I really liked it. <laughs> but, but you've got to remember, you're also a bully sponge. So the same applies to you. I didn't feel like a bullet sponge. Oh, well, that's, I, guess that's I felt like I was a bullet piece of paper, and as soon as I got hit, I'm done. Well, I, I I mean, remember, especially I remember, when Chinny hit me with the RPG. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember when... Uh, Greg was talking about this game, and he was talking about the aeroplane level. Did you guys uh, play this? Yes. Oh, and, that and really that, bugged me. Th- yeah, but that, that, I mean, I thought that was interesting. Like, that opening's different. excellent. I love that. Like, oh, then so they good. just transition to, like, this, like, the, the airplane field or whatever. Standard hangar and level. It's like, it's like, how, hold on, the airplane took off. How did you get there? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't get that. it landed. Right after it took off or something. Yeah. But interestingly, I mean, there was a map similar to that on uh, Killzone 2, you know, when they released one of the map packs. And you were on two moving trains, and they were, like, constantly moving. That's kind of cool. And See, the thing that bugged me about... you fell off, you died. And I, well, but that's that the thing the... that bugged me about Uncharted 3 is I kept falling off the trucks. But I shouldn't have done, because it was obviously, a, you know, like in Uncharted 2, it, if I had been on one truck jumping to the next one, I would have made it. And that's what it felt like it should have done with Uncharted. I mean, I guess I obviously didn't make it, but I just couldn't. I felt like it was so much harder to make that jump now. See, for, for me, I thought, wouldn't it be cool to have the whole, that was the whole map with other stuff yeah, that oh, came sure. up as you went along. That would have been yeah. so, like, a moving map almost was yeah, really sure. cool. But I then it, we'll get to that point at yeah. some point. But then it finished, and I was like, oh, I, I yeah. was much more enjoying the, like, jumping from truck to truck and hiding and stuff, and I thought yeah. that was really quite cool. But, yeah, I mean, that's like, say, on the Killzone 2, they had a similar one where it was two really huge trains with lots of levels on, and but they were moving constantly, so if you fell off, you were dead. You know, yeah. obviously it was a moving train and stuff. But yeah, I like I liked it. I thought it was it was really good. I think they've definitely added some cool features in, and I felt really good when I was being a, I was being a sniper and I was picking off quite a few people. I have to say, uh, so I enjoyed doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't have enough time between blooming levels because I only had one class set up. So then I was trying to set another one, but then the game would start, and all I had was a sniper yeah. rifle. I'm like, yeah, this is no good for plunder. Yeah, yeah, but that was good. It was frantic. We yeah. won a few games, you know, and That's we true. played for quite a while. So it was, it was a good turnout as well. It was. It was a very good turnout. Yeah, yeah. It was Yay! Turnout. I think one of the best turnouts we've had on the PS3. Probably. Yeah. yeah. We had to split up. That's how. That's how good. We it. had a good turnout for home. <laughs> <laughs> Just me and Duke, <laughs> yeah. and I think somebody else did. We had some other people, but it there was so people. hard to get in touch. So yeah, and it, and obviously American home doesn't mix with UK home. That's we were, right. That we were screwed. <laughs> you could you could meet each other, but that was it in your in your yes. apartment. So we had to just look at each other, basically. All right, um, time for Vladis. Uh, no, no, we're oh, having, snap. having a bit of a switcheroo this week. Uh oh. Reason being is uh, what Surface Lizard has got for us has, has actually uh, prompted what I think is going to be quite an interesting topic to talk about. Uh oh. Uh, so let's have a listen to him, and then we'll discuss. At the end of this, what what he's brought to our attention, should we? Yes. Uh, so let's have a listen. Hello, darlings. It served me right to suffer. It served me right to be alone. It 
Cause my mind, I'm still living In the days, the past is gone Hello darlings, Surface Lizard here once again, ready to talk about pop music? Talk about pop music. Oh, no. We gamers, we all have a a pile of shame, and I'm not referring to some kind of hemorrhoid seepage, anusole padding type mishap. That tottering pile of games we buy and never play, or that tottering pile of games we play ignore, move on to something else, and then never quite get back to. Good intentions put aside for the next sparkly new experience. Long-term veteran gamers will be well aware of the term ATS, or Alan Tang Syndrome. The great phenomena of buying games and simply never finishing them for one of a multiplicity of reasons. For newer listeners, the question is perhaps a bit more simpler. Why do we never get around to finishing our games? Most of them, some of them, all of them. And there's always a reason, isn't there? RPGs can be too demanding in terms of time or mechanics. Action games can get tedious with their repetition and awful mechanics. Having to backtrack through a space or a level you've already explored may be less than thrilling. Maybe you simply can't be bothered to go back and fight the same boss you've already killed, now resurrected, but with a extra life bar. Or maybe the game is just fundamentally shattered and broken, full of terrible, crushing, game-destroying bugs. None of which takes away from the fact that the sense of closure and satisfaction of finishing the game is immense. It's like a ballerina tickled by a feather, whatever that even means. When you put it another way, It's illogical not to finish games. This is something you've spent hard-earned money on, unless you want benefits, in which case it's a game that you've spent my hard-earned money on to keep yourself entertained and bring you happiness and sunshine in Walkman-wise style. Not completing the game is akin to going out for a meal and leaving it or paying to see a film in the cinema then walking out halfway through. Now... I'm well aware those analogies don't stand up because games involve a much more disciplined time investment than watching a two-hour film or sitting down for a bit of overpriced haute cuisine. But interestingly, when you look at the wider trends when this information gets released, earlier this year, Bioware released information that only around half of those who started Mass Effect 2 finished it. And more recently... Ubisoft, at a press conference for Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, revealed that only around 40% of those who owned Assassin's Creed 2 actually played it to the story's end. So, if that low rate of completion is in two games that are universally critically acclaimed, how wide and how endemic is this problem? In my youth, I was, it's fair to say, a shade more hardcore. I would wait 10 minutes for a Spectrum game to load, and I would dedicate myself in an almost vestal purity to that game, and only that game, that game becoming a a conquest, a campaign, the kind of thing you would play tirelessly, day in, day out, until you had beaten it. Now, with responsibility, every day I have to do distasteful things like getting up and going to work, and 
Washing, ironing my clothing, walking the dog. Frankly, I think anyone in their right mind, unless they're an automaton or obsessive-compulsive, would rather be sprawled out on their couch with a copy of Insert Game Here, or in front of their PC with Insert Game Here. But we've got rent and mortgages to pay, and we need to do things like eat. But the average gamer has evolved with the medium. The average gaming age now, for men and women, is around 33. So, the gamers that were begging and scrounging for money back in the 80s now have disposable income to rush out and buy what they want when they want it. Generation Gimme. Hey, Daddy, I want a golden goose. Here we go again. All right, sweetheart, all right. Daddy will get you a golden goose as soon as we get home. No, I want one of those. Wonka, how much do you want for the golden goose? They're not for sale. Name the price. She can't have one. Who says I can't? The man with a funny hat. I want one. I want a golden goose. Not counting the weary stagnation of piracy, getting a new game back then was a real treat. The kind of thing that only happened at summer holidays, Christmas, Easter. And because of that rarity, because of that scarcity of getting a new game, you would invest yourself heart and soul into that game, knowing it intimately, almost disturbingly so. But now with an increase in disposable income and an absolute dearth of free time, we find ourselves more inclined to turn away from a game with imperfections or flaws or mars and find ourselves lured by something else, something new, something shiny. Are we gamers or are we magpies? And let's face it, it's very easy to get distracted. All it takes is one terrible boss battle or one grossly unfair difficulty spike and it's very easy to put the game away with that justification. Anyone who's played God of War Anyone who's faced the rotating Tower of Blades in Hades will know exactly what I'm talking about. The flow of a game utterly shattered by a pointless and sadistic difficulty spike that is in no way fair, which forces you to either go back and grind, or put the game down to easy, or just give up in something approaching despair. You could cite that game length is a very crucial denominator in how quickly we get distracted with a game, but then... That's like trying to discuss the nature of aesthetics or beauty. For some people a game is too long, for some people it's not long enough. For something like Oblivion you could very easily pour into 100-200 hours and it still wouldn't be enough. But then, with a game that is banal or drab, 10 hours can seem like a lifetime. I think it's a, a truth universally acknowledged that um, video game endings are terrible things. On one hand, you get bloated, drawn-out horrors like the end of Metal Gear Solid 4. And then you get something that, to be fair, was more analogous to the golden age of gaming, where you'd invest sweat, blood and tears in a game, only to get to the end and see, congratulations, and then just go back to the main screen of the game, making the whole thing seem hollow and somewhat redundant. It's reasonable to say that, in terms of releases, the next six months is probably going to be one of the most epic in certainly the last decade of video gaming. I won't recite a list, but it differs for each person. Personally, for me, the high point of the year is going to be Dark Souls, but that's because I'm a depressing sadist. However, doing a rough bit of calculus in my head, there were probably, between PS3 and PC, around 25 to 30 games that I definitely want to pick up and play that are being released in the next six months, which leads to a very difficult side of the ratio. When the hell 
am I going to find the time to actually get through these games, given that many of them are RPGs or strategy titles. They're not just five-hour gun masturbation, shoot-you-in-the-head fetishes. And the market is in a constant state of flux, and you never step in the same river twice, as it were. As well as the new games coming out, older titles get discounted very quickly, perhaps as quick as they ever have done. A game is released, and within a month it is discounted or pre-owned. And only a couple of weeks ago, I bought Alpha Protocol, brand new and sealed, for £7, which is almost throwaway money. And it's very difficult to resist that kind of temptation when the offers are so tempting and the hook is so baited with a fat, juicy worm of cheapness. And maybe part of the reason that finishing games is on the decline is because the mentality of materialism, our desire to possess, works against ourselves. Well, I could buy this one for a price game, or I could buy these two at discount, or I could buy these four on offer, pre-owned, for the same price. It's a free market, spend your money as you wish, but I can virtually guarantee that as you try and get your teeth into these games, something new and grand and magnificent will appear to swat away your distraction like a kitten with a new piece of string. In many ways, we have an obsession with the new. And you could argue that the very game culture that we exist in is complicit in this problem. When a game is released, all of the energy is one massive cluster of foreplay. Reviews and previews and teaser trailers and developer Q&A. A game is being hyped like a snowball almost a year until it's released. The game is released, there's a month of volcanic magma-spurting delight, and then silence as people shift off like the end of a party at midnight to find something else exciting and new to play. Because the element of surprise wears off very quickly, and our desire to be sated by novelty It's like the old economic concept of marginal utility. After a while it wears off and you often need to go out and make a new investment to get the same level of gratification. And let's face it, a game is contemporary only for really a very small window. The mania and the discussion and the passion for a game is running riot for the first month or two months. After that, you miss the boat. It's the stragglers playing the game, but you feel you've missed out on being there being there for that launch, being there for that event, being there when it was new, avoiding the spoilers, which I can completely and perfectly understand. I remember when Seven came into the cinemas way back. I was holding off on seeing it till the cinemas were a bit quieter, but then somebody told me the ending. Frustrating. Maybe to some degree, the psychology of finality. It's terrifying. It's a kind of death, or maybe not a death, but a petit mort at best. When you think about the kind of character you control, the kind of character you invest in, uh, Demon Souls, for example, I probably poured 50 or 60 hours into my character in the world, and I could see the game running toward its conclusion. I'd gone with my character through boss battles and deaths, triumphs and successes. I fell in love with the bleak, grim, Byzantine world of Boletaria. But then I faced the end, I realised that this happy romance, this stolen season from life would have to end and I reluctantly ploughed through to finish the game and then when you finish the game to a degree you've seen everything the game has to offer. The second playthrough is still present but it becomes more of an an experiment or an idle curiosity the discovery and the revelation is already gone because you've seen most of what the game has to offer. So 
you could understand why some people would rather shelf the game and just never finish it. And maybe this is as much a fault of the game or the designer. If you take a game like Super Mario Galaxy, for example, you know by heritage of the game and by heritage of Miyamoto that you are going to be in for a constant kaleidoscope of surprise right to the end. However, when you sit down to play generic Orc and Elf or Call of Priapism 15, you know essentially what's coming. Gunplay, swordplay, levelling. And if the game is poorly designed and if there's no narrative pull or engaging characters, there's no motivation, there's no incentive to carry on because once you've exhausted the mechanics, once you've seen the glorious particle effects and the shimmering water, if a game is poorly scripted or mundane or unrewarding, why carry on when there's something potentially better around the corner? And frankly, I can't judge. I live in a house utterly of glass. I look at my pile of disgrace and I have around 25 PC strategy and adventure games yet to even start, and roughly the same amount of PS3 games huddling under my television in silent mockery. And in some ways it's difficult because starting a game becomes a sacred bond of trust, almost like a relationship or a commitment. Because when you start, you're learning a world, a mechanic, a sense of interrelationships. When you put away a game, say an RPG or a plot-based game, and when you come back in, say, a month or two months, how much has been forgotten? How much of it is a chore to have to relearn the mechanics, relearn the quests, blunder around and try and recall where you were? Often it's more grief for a limited return than it is just to dive into something new and swim in the luxury of novelty. And personally, I may be past redemption. It may be like Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi, subtly informing Luke, it is too late for me. But maybe not for you. I am Surface Lizard, and I have A-T-S. May the universe have mercy on my soul. Although I don't believe in the soul. May the universe have mercy on my neurons. I'm surprised I've even managed to finish this. And before I go, Shasky, this one's for you. How do I act so well? What I do is I pretend to be the person I'm portraying in the film or play. Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian, action. Wizard, you shall not pass! Cut! Sir Ian, Sir Ian, Sir Ian. Surface Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. Because when I think of all the things I've got to do, I just get depressed. And I'd rather go to bed, so good night. I'm a great big old Hector saying good night. So yeah, that's it. Uh, Surface Lizard done, and yeah, piles of shame, basically. Games that are unfit. Oh, first of all, you've got to pick up on the awesome use of the young ones clip. Definitely. Did you, did you, did you hear that when uh, I did. playing the good life and then Vivian? <laughs> yeah, what I've also Perhaps forgotten to keep mentioning every week is he plays some really cult advert from the UK. So we had the Findus, uh, Findus advert one week, or Oven Chips, wasn't it? Oven Chips advert. And we had R. White's Lemonade on another one. I love all that stuff. And, um, and he, yeah. meant he played a clip from the first Willy Wonka movie. He did. Which, oh, yeah. that's a great movie, but there's this song by a guy named Richie Cunning called Pure Imagination. You remember that song where they're singing uh, the first go in that big room? 
Yeah, exactly. This is the coolest rap sampling ever. Let me play the chorus. Close my eyes and imagine what if anything could really happen? What if day dreams was everlasting? Uh, I know it's silly, ain't it? But what if I really made it? It could say that I rap without feeling humiliated. I would send a thank you to everybody I proved wrong. Be in the studio before I put my shoes on. Jump out my bed every morning like a young and on December 25th and tear the ribbon off a new song. They would love it and they play it loud. Pour out my heart on the cut they soak it up like a paper towel they would stop me in the street every week just to say keep holding down the city boy you make us proud i'd be happy as could be duke like i jumped right out of the fishbowl and into the deep blue but there i go letting my mind get ahead of me swimming in the rainy day reverie that was oh, excellent oh, oh. i love that, that. awesome me. so well done pure and imagination you'll look it up. see yeah uh, uh, sorry was that pleasant <laughs> Yeah, Sit I love that. Sit in, sit in. Wizard! <laughs> Wizard! Sit in, sit in. Well, yeah, excellent use of, of, of clips there. I've How got. about yes. script? Did Surface Lizard say anything as well, or were there just a bunch he of funny did, clips? He did. We always remember all I don't clips. remember that. Uh, but, yeah, basically he was talking about unfinished games, buying games when you shouldn't buy uh, games, and games. all that sort of stuff, yeah. and piles of shame, basically. Alan Tang syndrome. Alan oh, Tang syndrome. Do you know what? I love that phrase. He also said, right, that he bought uh, Alpha Particle for £7, right? And he says, well, you know, £7. Paid £6 pounds too many. Right. Yes, no, seven pounds too many, right? <laughs> Alpha Particle isn't worth seven pounds. I must say, every time I see it, I, I keep thinking, like, can it really be that bad? I oh, do. I've done that many times. Just like I, keep, I said that with Nier. <laughs> I think you should play it, Duke, just, to see, just so we can have um, another why this game sucks. <laughs> yep. And you can uh-huh. pick up on the 5,000 things that it does wrong. <laughs> yeah, oh, and then the three things that it has kind of, kind of almost did right. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah. But yes, so I thought what would be quite funny is, uh, I asked you two guys and myself, I've also done this, is to put together our lists of shame. You know, how many games have we got in that list? Uh, why we haven't played them? What, you know, what stopped us playing them? Any that stand out for you? You know, reasons why, etc. But, but, but before we do this, Stu, don't you think... You know the whole like buying games, yeah, right, and like because that's what Stu- uh, Nick was talking about, like buying games and then you leave them, right? Like I- I'm sure Duke mentioned this before. The process of buying a game is enjoyable, don't do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, definitely. It's like that, that that kind of like I've got a new game and I could play it whenever I want, but I won't, but I can. Right. And it exists in your mind as this bundle of possibility, whereas when you play a game, you know something about it, so reality intrudes on your vision of what the game could be. Well, I also want to touch on that a little bit, because there's a guy started a thread up in the forums uh, regarding that that as well, so I want to touch a little bit on on how much information is too much information, uh, which is has got a little thread going on that, which I found quite interesting. Nick also talks about, like, how, you know, when we was younger, he has this, like, romantic idea that when we were younger, um, we, we spend a long time on one game, which is true. Like, I, I spent a, a lot, uh, you know, I spent many hours in Halo 2 and Halo 1, um, which I wouldn't do now, right? Um, because I'm old, and I like to move on from different game to different game. But he kind of said it as if kids don't do it anymore, right? Which, where I, I think is completely wrong, because... You know, like my nephew, who's my one nephew, who's six, my other one, who's thirteen. Like they spent hours playing. Like Jimmy, the six-year-old, just plays Halo Reach forever. Like he doesn't. I said, why don't you try Halo Three? 
Like it's it's more Halo. Like why wouldn't you want to play more Halo? And he's like, nah, reach. I think I think <laughs> the interesting thing for me, I think the interesting thing for me is what I think uh, Surface Lizard failed to sort of remember. Uh, was that the majority of games back when you know we started playing games, you know, on the Commodore sixty four or the ZX Spectrum or whatever it may be, they weren't really story driven in the same way that game modern games are, you know. So there wasn't as much impetus to finish those games. But just I remember when we had our Spectrum, I had loads of games for it, and the same for me mates coming up. But we used to put a game in, load it up, maybe play it for twenty minutes, turn it off, and put something else in. You know, and we constantly did that. You know, we just yeah, switch sure. from one game to another, whereas now yeah. you're more programmed to, you know, because it's a story and, you know, there's something to, to get to the end of, you're more inclined to do it in some way or another. Yeah. But I, th- well, I think kids still do, like, like, I mean, like, Jimmy, another example of Jimmy is, like, he, like um, not Halo, uh, Harry Potter, like, Lego, Lego Harry Potter, like, he knows every, like, unlock and how mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. it, and there's so many unlocks in that game. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I think that's something about how kids play games. Like they, they tend to approach most things in that sort of obsessive manner, which is why Pokemon's so perfect because it's like catch them all, you know, go to get all the stuff, you know. And I was like that with games back in the day. Like you want to know how to do? Can you do this game in the you know short amount of time? And um, yeah, you know, get all the things there are to get. And I, as I get older, I get more, less and less interested in that stuff. But I'm not going to collect like, all that I mean, stuff. Golden Eye, I did all the time trials. I got all like mm-hmm. if you do like certain levels in a certain time on a certain difficulty you'll get like an unlock like paintball mode or whatever and mm-hmm. I did it a lot like in Star Fox 64 I got gold yeah. on all the planets for no reason other than <laughs> there weren't even achievements or trophies back then exactly like I, and but now like, it's like if there's something like that and there's no achievement traps to it you can forget it you know it's like oh, I'm not doing that anyway for no <laughs> reason but you're mad yeah right well, Millie's like that on the DS, you know, because she's played, like, Super Mario on the, you know, or Mario Brothers, whatever, but she's played that so much. She knows where every coin is in every level, yeah. and she's got stuck at the end, and she just and she's literally about two, you know, two levels off the end of the game, and she just cannot get through it, so she's put it down and moved on. Um, but the other game she has played so much is Nintendogs. And she has played and played and played that game. So much so that she has earned enough money in the game to buy this beach house, right? With its own beach and stuff. But it costs her an absolute fortune in money. And God knows how many dog trials or God, you know, whatever you do in the game to get that money she had to do to be able to afford that beach house. You know, and she must have put literally hours and hours Sorry, and Sue. hours. I've just completely ignored what you said because you said dog trials. I'm thinking like a courtroom. Of dogs, all right, and like they all kind of like order, order, <laughs> and they're all right. playing those poker. Pictures, those old paintings. There was an yeah, artist yeah. who did dogs, didn't you? In my three favorite artists. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean. But she, I, I bet, if, if you, I bet she's played that game into the tens of hours. You know, maybe thirty hours or forty hours to get that house in yeah. the game. So I, I think you know, I think kids these days still play games relentlessly. They you know, they're, they're crazy. Kids are crazy. We can all agree that kids are crazy. Kids, kids are insane. Definitely insane. Yes. Um, okay, so anyway, getting back to piles of shame. Piles of shame. Uh, so, who's who's going to admit or come clean? Okay, well, first? I might as well do, because the way I've done it is a little bit different to, to how you asked, Stu, because I don't buy many games. And usually, if I buy a game, it's because it's either very, very cheap, or I, I intend on playing it very quickly. Right, except for Mass Effect 2, that was an exception. 
Right. So, uh, what I've done, what I do, I, I rent my, most of my games from Love Film. Sorry, gaming industry, but you're expensive, right? And I have a list of games, because I like to keep the list on Love Film to ten. Because if you have any more than that, they get very picky on which ones they send you. And you never get the ones that you want, right? We, yeah. we can all, we all that is true. about that. So if you keep it down to about ten, like they, they roughly give you what you want. Uh, and all the rest are put on a little notepad file. So what I've done is I've kind of copied and pasted all the games on my notepad file. So these are games that I want to get round to. Uh, and the most notable ones, I suppose the, the only one that I actually own that's not on the list is Shadow Complex. I bought Shadow Complex so long ago when it was on offer. And I've never gotten around to play it. Um, and I don't know why. I really I played the demo. I really enjoyed it. I was like, I can't wait to play this game. It's going to be like Super Metroid. Um, oh, Super Metroid is a game I just I, I loved. Uh, and it, it's exactly the same, pretty much. Well, I'm, I nearly I nearly finished that just playing it on the freebie glitch that they had. Oh yeah, yeah. So I did it on the freebie glitch and nearly finished it, but you couldn't save, so you had to play it in one sitting. You know, I, I really want to play it, and I just, I just never, never got round to it. You know, maybe I'll do it after Dead Space Two or something. It's, it's always in my mind. You know what I mean? It's always like, I, I know I've, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, another one is, uh, I, I really want to play this for some reason. Is Godfather Two? Really? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know why I really want to play. I, I've heard. <laughs> I don't know very, why you want to play that either. I've heard very bad things about it, but yeah. I, I liked the first Godfather game, and mm. I heard. Like everybody didn't really like the first Godfather game, but I loved it. Um, maybe because I'm a big fan of the Godfather, right? And I'm a big fan of sandbox games. Mm-hmm. So there's the two. And You're trying to convince like, yourself it'll be good. Yeah, and I, I I just remember enjoying it. I remember like one of the moves in the first Godfather game was like to choke them to death, and it was quite <laughs> weird and like enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm worried about you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, uh, um, I've been playing Dead Space too too much. Yeah. Another one I've been I, I, I do want to try, right? I do want to try this game. Is Deadly Premonition. Ah. You see, that's there's been some bit of controversy regarding that because You knew he was gonna do this, Chinny. No, but only because listen, listen. Only because it's been released on games on demand on the on the three sixty store, so you can download it now. And it's not the easiest game to get a hold of, I believe. It's hard to pick up, it's retained its value pretty well because obviously it's quite rare. And he's got yeah. a bit of a cult status well, well, now. This is what happened. They didn't think it would sell. They didn't make very many. And apparently yeah. it's got a cult following. So I know they yeah. need to make So it's pretty hard to get all of bought. Uh, it was meant to be put on the Games on Demand store at fourteen ninety nine. So yeah. nice cheap price as well, which I think is a really good move. Yeah. Um, but it's gone on at nineteen ninety nine, And the publishers are saying don't buy it until Microsoft sort out the pricing issue. And the, and the, as of now, it is still on at nineteen ninety nine. So I don't well, that's really... That's not much of a stretch, really. Like an extra five, 20 it isn't. It. it isn't. But it's, it, it's such a Marmite game. It's hard to hard yeah. to recommend it to anyone, yeah. really. So anyway, like uh, that's one more I want to play. Just because of curiosity, you know, it's just like I really want to try it. Like, the same reason why I want to play Duke Nukem. It's not because I, I, think I expect a lot of it. And sometimes, as we've discussed before... To have a low expectancy of something is a good thing. Mm-hmm, so, definitely. You know, it, like, I, I don't really have high hopes of dead permission. If I don't like it, I'm not really going to be too good. I think uh, that's part of the reason I liked it so much, because I wasn't expecting anything. I was expecting to hate on it, you know, to come on the show and go, that was just the worst game I've ever played, and then it, it just wasn't. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what sort of really endeared it to me. Another one is going to be 
um, he's going to prick Duke's ears up a little bit. Uh, I, I think he's actually playing it, but mm-hmm. it's it's James Bond Bloodstone. All right. And the <laughs> no, reason why? Oh, no, no, no. The reason why I, I want to play it is because I really like B movie games. Right. I like um, games that are not great but are not bad. Uh, it's bad though. Well, I want to try it. I like driving and seeing. I, <laughs> I like encourage you to Bond. check it out for yourself. Maybe you'll have a different opinion. But I, I like in like Batman: Arkham Asylum. Right, it was good because you you felt like Batman, you know. And I I like feeling like James Bond sometimes. You know, I think one of the one of the best. <laughs> if you games play this game and you feel like James Bond, okay, more power I mean, to you. I watched Quantum of Solace, Quantum of Solace recently. I was like, Bond's yeah. cool. Like I forgot how cool Bond is. Yeah. Right, and you know. I, like the last time I felt like James Bond was James Bond's Everything or Nothing. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever played that game. I've never played it. No, no, I've that never even heard of it. Like it's it's it came out for the Xbox original. You can probably still get it. Um, I, I urge you to give it a go if you've ever if you you know if you've got some. Uh, I don't, if you see it for like a pound or something like stupid in the shop, like buy it because it's a great game. It's a third person game, and. It, it's it, you know it had its own like title music. It was treated like its own movie. You know what I mean? Like it, there's, they had a, a Bond girl in there, and I think it was Natasha Bedingfield or something like the, the Bond girl. I, I'm not. It was really weird. Like, but it was it was cool. It was a really cool Bond game, and I, I want that again. You know, and Bloodstone is the third person James Bond game, so that's why I want to play it. I know it's going to be <laughs> shit. Just don't go into it with any delusions. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'll, the next couple I'll, I'll go very quickly. Metro 2033, because, you know, it, it's a weird first-person shooter that a lot of people are divided on. And the big game that I really want to play uh, is CSI Fatal Conspiracy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> there's another, but you love those games. Uh, there's another, uh... It came out, like, uh, it came out like, like last year, and no one like, talks about it ever, right? But I love them. I love how shit they are and how like, <laughs> like fully animated they are. So they're so much fun. They, that is a definite guilty pleasure game. It is. It? But the thing is, though, it's a better detective game than L.A. Noir. No yeah, doubt about it. I'm sure it. it is. Because you actually figure shit out. In, <laughs> yeah. in L.A. Noir, you don't figure anything out. You're just on a, you're just on a train. You know, you're just on this track and you're not... Like you, you don't... You just kind of watch it, like, which is great and it's, it's, it's a great game, but like, it's, you don't feel like a detective you feel like you're in the world of a detective or you watch the detective movie but you don't actually feel like a detective csi you actually figure figure it you actually scratch your head you know you're like oh i don't know what to do with this bit so can i can i just ask just on, that rockstar on that note have you seen the uh, the video of the la la uh, police officer who's yes. actually and he's very funny and he's, he's just good, but, he, it. but it, like, well he doesn't really no he does like, it, he think, does to a certain extent no I, I think like because he's, he he does say like you know it's a good game and it, it, but he points out the things that you would absolutely never do as you know like, i mean you think about it alan wake is terrible for duke because duke is you know he's a he's an english teacher and a writer and and all sorts of different things a so, nerd uh, you know if if, if you show that to a writer, right, they'll be like, what are you doing? Like, this this error after error. But if you show it to someone who doesn't really know that much about it, they, whatever, they don't care. The same yeah. with, like, L.A. Noir. Like, we're not detectives, right? So we wouldn't even think about it. But one of the things that he picked up on is the, one of the very first cases, not a spoiler, really, but one of the very first cases, the detectives, because you're on patrol, you're in the uniform, right, they just leave you to it. And he says, like, that would absolutely never happen. Like, they would stick with you. They would help yeah. you out. You know, and he's you like, imagine detectives are like, oh, come on. What the? 
they, 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 like the, the, the detectives are just like, hey, you, you go serve it. We're going to have a drink, which would just never happen. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously. Like, like, for instance, I'm not a murdering drug dealer. So when I play GTA, I don't know that, you know, it's not realistic. This is, this is where I come friend, from. Like, when, when, I, when I play the game, right, I'm like, <laughs> you would never bury the body there. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. You can't dismember. A qu- You're always going to have trouble moving a body in one piece. <laughs> yeah. I know when I when I shoot a prostitute in the face, I don't do it. Like in the <laughs> That's anyway, pizza. anyway, what we haven't got to, Chini, is what games <laughs> have you got half played that you haven't finished, or what is yeah, it? Your real pile of shame. It's not many, right? Because but you finish games, don't you? You like finish to finish games. games. The ones that I haven't fin- I never finished was Mad World. Oh yeah, I never finished Mad World. So why why not? Why didn't you finish it? Was it? Very repetitive. Mm. Like, and the black and white thing just got to me after a while. Maybe if it was in HD, it would have made a difference. Yeah, you know? maybe. Maybe if it had achievements, it would have made a difference. I, I don't know. There was just something about it. I was like, I'm, I'm done. I am done with this game. Uh, the next one is a brilliant game. Uh, it's Mario Galaxy. Ah. The reason why I never finished this is because I lent it to my mate, and he still fucking got it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why. And he's a, he's a copper, so I don't have the guts to copy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, no, it's got nothing to do with it. I just, I just, I'm in no rush to play it. So uh, he's also got um, my PS3 version of GTA 4, <laughs> so I should get that one. Um, Dead Rising 2, which is what I recently talked about. Yep. Uh, I, I, I just. That game felt like a chore, so I thought I'd put it down. I, I can't be bothered with it at the moment. So you see, I, inter- I, interestingly, I played, obviously, the first one and the second one and, ni- and finished neither of them. And the reason, the second one, I don't know, I'm a bit like you, I just got a bit bored of it. You know, it was a bit... It's just, it's just a chore. It's yeah. Like, oh, I've got to go all the way. Oh, but the first one, I really enjoyed the first one a lot, up to doing a... There was a mission called the Bomb Collector. Um, basically, you had to go in the underground garage parking area, and there's just thousands and thousands of zombies, and you had to basically defuse these bombs before they go off and stop this. There's like an Indian dude who's like uh, like the enemy in a way, and he's he's just shoot as you're trying to defuse these bombs and these trucks. He's trying to shoot you at the same time, and it was just horrifically hard. And I must have tried to do it about thirty times, and then just gave up in the end. Not and I could have played the game through to the end. I could have still finished the game, in effect. Uh, but it, it was like you wouldn't get you'd get a different ending. You wouldn't get the real ending. And then I was just like, eh, don't the want thing to is, like, my version of the Dead of Dead Rising Two is like some of the missions are optional. So in real life, I wouldn't do fuck all. You know, I mean? I'd be hiding in the safe room. I'd, <laughs> yeah. I'd let my daughter die. I'd be like, well, you're going to turn into a zombie sometime, so whatever. And <laughs> and just kind of wait. You big meanie. Um, the other game that I haven't finished is Lara Croft Guardian of Light. Ah, well, we we sort of should do really because we've been we were playing that together. And the we? reason is is because yeah. I've been playing it with you. Yeah, and we need to get back on that as well because I I actually enjoyed what we played. I really enjoyed. Oh yeah, it was great. It was. Um, so we need we to get back on that. Yeah, we do. We do. We need to. Uh, I've, I've I've put this. Uh, I should have put this on my pause of shame really, but it's infamous. That's a pile of shame game. I haven't even started it, but I really I've got it now. So I should be playing it. Um, and then games hard to finish, Stu. You wanted us to talk about games that are hard to finish. Yeah, that you got to the end of, but you found it a real chore to finish it. Transformers War for Cybertron. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you finish that? Yeah, I finished it. Ugh. And it, like, wow. it's two games in that. I don't, I don't know if I'm actually impressed by that. Like, part of me just says, that was dumb. Why did you do that? <laughs> and, and I agree. That was dumb. Why did I do it? <laughs> I, I even thought that when I finished the game. I was like, why the hell did <laughs> yeah. I do that? 
Uh, and the other one, it's just a, it's just not a great game. Uh, and the other one is um, Bayonetta. Like that game. Like oh, when I was about halfway through, I'm like, I am so ready for this to finish. Yeah. Right? It's I, the 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 jokes are not funny. It's it's pervy. I feel like a perv playing the game. It's just like it's, it's like a Japanese thirteen year old schoolboy. Like fan, dark fantasy. There's a really interesting website I found recently called "Go Make Me a Sandwich," which is about like criticism on the games industry and stuff by this woman. And she she collected this series of quotes from the maker of Bayonetta. And you know what, Jenny, you're not far wrong. Like a lot of his quotes are like, "We all wanted to put our idealized sexual fantasy on the screen, and that's what Bayonetta is." I think more women should dress like that. And like. What the hell is wrong with you? Not just that it was like, we're going to be crazy and over the top. No, it was like, this is actually what we want in a woman. I enjoyed the game. I don't don't mind admitting I enjoyed playing the game. But I'm I'm with you, Ginny. I've I got to the end of that game, but it it took a long time. I'm just so when you ready. think you're sort of near the end, you know where near the end. It just keeps like, on this, going. I mean, and we could going, say that like Japanese going. don't know what subtlety is. Yeah, or when like, to apart from Ico and I, like, I mean, you know, that's a different that's a different class, right? Uh, and I haven't even played that game, and I know it's it's going to be like a subtle kind of like not because everything's so in your face. You know what I mean, like. Oh, like we get it. Like she's she's a chick and she's got hair and she's got a big ass or whatever. I I don't care. Just like, and <laughs> the thing is though, the combat was fun and good and enjoyable, right? And well thought out and you know, just just complicated enough to, to so you can learn. But it was just all the faff and fluff around it. You know, I just couldn't couldn't get past it. And it was just so much. I I actually had a headache. But I felt really ill. After playing that game, like I'm not joking, I'm not saying that for comic effect. Oh, ha it was a bad game. When I put that game down, I was really ill for the rest of the day. Like I was just so my head was pounding. I was like, oh god, that game was awful. And Duke, you're right. Why the hell did I do it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But you like to finish games. You don't like to leave. Yeah, that's, I, you know, I'm a bit of a completionist, and it bugs me that I haven't finished those other games. So yeah. So have you got any others, or is that it for you? I don't think so. That, those well, are... that is a short list of shame, I have to say. That's all right. Yeah, well, I can be impressed. Right, do you, you, do you want to go up next, or do you want me to go? I can go. Um, on, go I mean, I, I don't know what all should go into this. I mean, okay, there's games I'm playing right now that I'm actually making decent progress with. I mean, I put them aside for a bit, but um, it's not like I'm abandoning them or anything. I'll tell you what, like, okay. okay. Games that you've started, but you've no wish to go back to them anytime soon so it's not well okay so for instance i'll put uh the shivering isles in that okay because like i started it and i don't know other rpgs just keep coming up so i will go back to it just not anytime soon and i suppose that's where i take issue with the whole concept of calling this a pile of shame i'm not ashamed of the fact that i moved away from that game it's not as compelling as other games right now i will play it but have, i don't know why got... i ought to feel bad about the fact that there are other games peaking my interest have you right have you got any games that you bought and just not played at all you just yeah. bought them but didn't play them yeah um see that's just, that's, a that's that's a pile of shame <laughs> okay I guess I don't know. Again, I don't know if I understand why that's shameful. Because you bought them, you should have played them by now. Yeah, you should have played them. If you bought them. I will play them. Like, like, when like, I what's the Ma- rush? Why is like it the magpie scenario, Duke, isn't it? Duke, Duke, Duke. When I bought Mass Effect Two, everybody was on my case about why yeah. I hadn't played it yet. That yeah, but true. that's a great game. So, so, so I don't think that Killzone Three is going to be a great game. So you bought that and never played it? No, I got it from GameFly, and I haven't even uh. touched it. Yet. 
Uh, Which that's stupid because I'm paying to have exactly. it on my shelf. <laughs> Should be ashamed. But I'm not going to go crazy over. <laughs> I mean, I, who knows if I'll even? I did that with Medal of Honor. Like I played the first, you know, four missions probably, and then I was like, you know what? I don't even like this game that much. It's an okay shooter, but uh, uh. So I sent it back. Like after keeping it for an extra week, I'm like, I'm going to keep going because I rented it and I deserve. I want to get my money's worth. And then I was like, okay, this is really counterproductive. It's just sitting here on my shelf. So I sent it back. Is that a pile of shame game? Mm, I guess. But again, why? If Chinny is stupid to keep going with a game that he's not but enjoying, he's not, I mean, aren't I, I, I guess, smart to stop playing a game? Yeah, I guess it is and it isn't because it isn't because you didn't buy it and you haven't still got it. You know, it's it's a game that you rented, so yeah. that's slightly different. It's more things you bought and just never played, or you bought, started it, and then got distracted by the next shiny thing, like I do. Okay. Or bought it just because you wanted to own it, and then you just never bothered playing it. I guess. I mean, look, Battlefield Bad Company Two. I bought it. I play this multiplayer like crazy. I've never played a single player. Should I be ashamed of that? I guess. What I've heard of, from people who've played it is, it's all right. So that's kind of my approach to how I want to play it. Eh, I'll play it someday. <laughs> so, so is it, have you got? God, lovers, you're really hard work with this uh, topic. But yes, uh, what what tends to stop you playing games? And what tends to stop? Not like what stops you from finishing? Talking about like Battlefield Bad Company Two? Yeah, or, or single player games in general. Like a lot of times, okay, I, you know, I'll admit it. Yeah, there are. It, it is like other new stuff comes up, and I'm. It's the getting, not the having. And when you start a new game, there's all sorts of excitement and possibility and things. And then you reach a certain point in most games where it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm used to the drill. I'm gonna go, you know, deal with this family feud in Kotor or whatever it is. Like, yeah, I'm not as driven to go back to that. And meanwhile, Steam has all these games on sale, and I drive by the communist video game store in my town, and I'm like, I wonder what they. Have have now and you know la noir i haven't played that i've been told i should i want to see what it's all about there was a time when i was like i'm only going to have one role-playing game going at a time i'm only going to have one shooter at a time going i'm only going to have one of this and then eventually i was like eh, i'm not doing so well with that whatever who cares um <laughs> yeah, i guess you're right who cares uh, but uh yeah so the simpsons game is in my pile of shame, I suppose. But, you know, I'll, I'll probably go back and finish that just because I'm curious to see which Simpsons jokes they worked in or whatever it is. Rock Band 3, I suppose, deserves to be yeah, technically in yes, that. Yes, technically, yes. If you haven't got but, it. Yeah, but it's not really that story-driven, yeah, I guess. It's just un- unlock you know? all the songs. Yeah. There's a bunch of games that I started and then realized, you know what, I'm not enjoying this. I think it's kind of dumb. Uh, Need for Speed, Hot Pursuit, and uh, what's the other one that I sent back? Uh, anyway, Undercover, I suppose, was the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, it's not that they're bad games, it's just there was something in them that really made me like, ah, that's a game breaker. Game breaker. Risen, Two Worlds 2. I mean, these are all games I've started and then been like, eh, screw yeah. it. Suck. And I don't feel bad about stopping those. I mean, I'm not going to keep playing a game that's bad. Uh, Fear 3, I, I will, f- again, like, I just don't feel a rush to to complete that. Machinarium, I suppose, I could consider a game of shame because mm. there's no reason for me not to finish that. That's just a matter of, like, other stuff comes up that's new and shiny, and so I put it aside. Yeah, fair enough. Fair Prey and Dark Sector, I bought those, and I still have them. I just haven't ever touched them. Yeah, well, that's um, definitely a pile of shame game if you bought it and never played it, I guess. I guess. Uh, mm. But again, it was like it was really, really cheap when I found it, and then I was like, eh, "I'll play it someday." 
Um, it's just that it's not nearly the same thing to look in the games that I own and see a game I haven't played and be like, ooh, I'm going to try this now, as the same way it is to be in a shop. Like, if I went into the communist video store tomorrow, uh, the video game store, and I saw the new Earth Defense Force insect killing game, I would be all over that in a heartbeat. I would be like, yes, $45, let's do it. Well, I tried but, to get that this weekend, but no one had it. It wasn't anywhere to be found in any of the I shops I went to. I don't know, I'm going to go crazy trying to find it, but like I said, yeah. if it shows up in front of me, I'll be like, yeah! It'll be, it'll be another cool game that's really hard to get hold of. <laughs> yeah. And then I bought this game for the Mac called Loom. Uh, L-U-M-E, not L-O-O-M. That game was dumb. Um, but uh, yeah, I bought it on Steam because it was cheap, and it looks kind of cute and interesting. It sort of reminded, the trailer reminded me of Myst a little bit, so I'm curious to try it, but I haven't really started it. So, And then the other one is Avadon, that role-playing game from Spiderweb Games. Oh yeah. For some reason, his, those games are sometimes hard to keep up with because it feels like there are these long missions that take a while to get through, and then you finish one, and you're like, I don't know if I feel like starting another one of those really long missions now, so I don't know. Okay. But uh, yeah, so that's me. Uh, well, I've got these are actual games I've got in the house um, that I've started and not finished. Yes, uh, and I've got thirty-seven altogether. Oh my god! Yeah, Jesus I'm Christ. afraid so. Yeah, thirty-seven. Uh, the worst offender is the Xbox. Uh, but oh wait, I'm... that's the clerk's cl- thirty-seven. Yeah, thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. So I've got seven on the Wii, uh, sixteen on the Xbox, and fourteen on the PS3. <laughs> so that's what that's Damn. how they break down. Uh, Wii games, uh, Super Mario Galaxy as well. Um, it's a great played... game. Yeah, I played barely any of it, though. I played probably for about an hour tops. And oh, yeah, never... here we go, 37. Hi, Randall. 37? Shut up. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, never played it again since. It's just sad. Uh, Mad World, again, another one in common. Um, so did that. Yeah, No More Heroes. Um, yeah, never finished that. Resident wow, Evil. Especially for as much as you really I like it. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. I love it, but never that finished it. That is shame, it. man. It's yeah. like if I said, like, I started uh, yeah. Quantum Solace and never finished it. I love it, but never finished it. 51 as well. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Wii Edition. Uh, got that. Played it for quite a long time. And then got to this escort mission. And then couldn't be bothered oh, doing an escort. Sorry, so, uh, the HD fair, I know. I will escort give Escort missions yeah. are kind of a... Uh... Game Breaker. Yeah. And the stop like, shooting they're, thing. They're making a, a HD version with achievements, so... Yeah, I might give Would that a well. And it's a thousand points, even though it's a downloadable game on the arcade. Sweet. Yeah, because he said because it's been released as a retail title, they can add a thousand points in. So, huh? Get that. Uh, Bully. I've got Bully as well. Played that for maybe two or three hours. Never wow, finished it. Wow, you yeah. should really play that. That's I great. know, I know. Uh, House of the Dead Overkill. Never finished that. And Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which I love, but again, I need to get back to finishing. It was too creepy. I was creeped out by that game. What game? Sorry. Uh, Silent Hill Shattered Memories on the Wii. Oh. I love it, but equally find it so. Disturbing so you've about these games, you never finished them? Yeah, yeah, I didn't finish it. Yeah, no, I've, I've, that is a pile of shame for me. Uh, 360, I'm trying to think of the so highlights. This is a pile of shame, dude. Yeah, this is a pile of shame. Prototype. See, that's the thing. It's like if I was really into the games that I haven't finished, yeah. okay. But, yeah. you know, Battlefield Bad Company 2, I don't feel so I bad know, about it. I know, I uh, know. Prototype, uh, bought recently cheap and played it for quite a while, but just never finished it. GTA, uh, Tales from Liberty City. The uh, yeah, Ballad of Gay Tony. I'm, I don't think I'm that far from the end of that, but just oh, haven't man. finished it. Come on, come on. Uh, Fallout Three. Never finished the story again. I don't oh. think I'm I'm too far from the end of that. Fallout New Vegas. I bought on launch day, 
played it for about an hour and never played it again. Now that is shameful. I know. Uh, I really want I mean, to buy it. something on launch day. Uh, Halo. That's Halo the thing is like, I bought Fear 3 new, like right when it came out. So in a way, I guess I feel ashamed that I haven't finished that. But yeah. It's not nearly the game that New Vegas is, so I, I don't feel that bad. I know. Halo, Halo 2, never finished them. Uh, Eternal Sonata, which I really like, uh. and again, never finished it. Uh, Lego Indiana Jones, Borderlands, Dark Sector. <laughs> Perfect. Now, Borderlands is unforgivable right there. I know. Yeah. Uh, Perfect Dark. But, but the reason for that is I just ended up playing with other people all the time and not playing my I know, I game. know, but you got to make a commitment, man. I know, I need gotta to know do that. got to know what's in that vault. I need to know. Uh, Perfect Dark Zero I picked up for about £2, and I've never put it in the 360, I don't think. I don't think I've ever played it. I played a demo. Keep it and, that way. Yeah. Uh, Tomb Raider <laughs> Anniversary and KOTOR was the other one. Uh, and then PS3, Demon Souls. I've only ever played the first world in that first level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Resistance And 2. yet it's like one of your favorite games of all time. Yeah, I don't know what I, I just admire it. I don't think it's a favorite game. I just admire the game because it's so hard as nuts. You give a very different impression of yeah, whether you... Yeah, whether I, I think it's a cool it. game, but I'm just no good at it. <laughs> just start out in future conversations by saying, I don't love this game, but I admire it. I do. I admire it. Infamous. Yeah. I never finished Infamous. Infamous is definitely worth finishing. I'll say that to you and Shinny. Like, I know. I know Greg had problems with it, and I have problems with it in many ways, but the, the, I think the story ended very well. I was very satisfied with the way Infamous ended. I don't know. I mean, with me, and then obviously Yakuza 4, which I, I do want to finish, but obviously I have no PS3 at the moment. I was going to start playing that again now. All the shiny stuff's gone away. Uh, but I just haven't had a chance to get that back in. And then a couple of more. Le- I buy all the Lego games, but never seem to finish any of them. So I've got Lego Harry Potter and Lego Star Wars on the PS3 and never finished either of those. Um, I think sometimes with me, it's the length of the game that puts yeah. me off. You know, if I have like, you know, like Fear 3, I've played through twice now pretty much because it's short. Uh, right. But then uh, Accumulative, I've played it for 19 hours. When I See, but I, I, I don't know if it's fair to say Fear 2 is sh- or Fear 3 is short. I mean, it's let's say eight hours. Let's say an hour for each of the missions. I we I, when I played it with my mate, I reckon we probably got through it in about five hours, about mm-hmm. four or five hours from. Yeah, beginning but that's your like, second playthrough. Yeah, true. And there were two of us playing it, so yeah. So you your can, first playthrough. I mean, even if we say six or seven hours, that's not really short. We Limbo is a short game. We beat a couple of the target times on the levels, which I was quite impressed with. So a couple of the target times we I actually just, beat. I don't know. I felt the same way about Homefront. Like it's not. Long game, but I wouldn't call Homefront a short game. Yeah, I mean the games I've found hard to finish. Um, there's a, there's about well, there's three, two that I finished but found it real short, and one that I just couldn't be bothered with. Uh, Condemned Two, I finished, but I found it really hard work. Oh, I loved that game. I liked it, but I found it really hard work to finish it. It was a bit of a chore to get to the end of that. Um, like, like 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 Dead Space kind of hard. Like like you. No, not creeped out. I just found it really just a chore at the end. I don't know why. And there was them stupid bloody. There was that stupid bit in the museum with those guys in armor that were really hard to kill. Oh, I don't know why. Like there, there was hard, but you, when you figured out how to, like yeah. So I found that a bit frustrating. Um, Assassin. Creed, the original Assassin's Creed, I just it took me three years to finish that game or whatever because I got it, did most of it, and then went back and finished it. And it was that was a real chore to get to the end. I can can see why that is. I mean, I've finished that game twice, but like I'm weird. I like I love Assassin's Creed, so I do. But that game was just so repetitive and it was so clunky when you when you play the newer ones. It was really clunky in comparison. And at that point, I'd finished Assassin's Creed two and went back to finish it. Oh, you can't go back. Yeah, and that was really hard. That's not gonna work. 
Uh, and Final Fantasy 13, and I stuck with that for 12 hours before I decided to finally give up on it. You know, so, yeah, that, and and decided that it wasn't even really a game. <laughs> That's because you didn't give it enough time. Man. I obviously you have to give it 75 didn't. hours, and then you'll really appreciate it. Yeah, I obviously didn't. But I think the biggest. I have to reason- wonder how many of those people were like, "I played this shit for twenty five hours. I'm not going to say I didn't like it." Now, what I'd like to stupid. What I'd like to say is though, on my list now there are no games. I I think apart from I think Silent Hill Shattered Memories possibly came out this year at the very beginning, uh, but apart from that, there are no games from this year that I haven't finished. You know that I've started playing. I've finished pretty much all the games that I've played. So that's that's quite good. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, none of those yes, on the pile. Of very shit. proud of you, Stu. Thank you. Well done. Stu. And obviously, Yakuza Four, but I am going to. That's like Jukes. I'm going to finish it, but uh, right. I just need an Infamous Two. Obviously, um, I'm going to finish as well. So, so I think I'm. Even though I've got 37, a lot of them are, are old games that I picked up cheap. You know what I mean? Rather than sort of games that I've bought this year and just not finished. So, Duke, did you talk about games that you found really hard to kind of? Yeah. Just, well, what games have you finished, but you found it really hard to get to the end of? Heavy Rain. Ah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't really... I, I suppose when I played Bioshock for the first time, I found that kind of hard just because I kept running out of ammo. You know me. It's all about like how much ammo you have. And I guess I never finished Dead Space, so that would be in my pile of shame because I feel like I should have tried that. And Metro 2033. Like, that was pathetic that I didn't finish that, but that was just because I didn't know how to manage my air. Correctly, you were right at the end as well, right? I was right at the end, and then I got to a point where, like, I had saved right before this big fight, and but I had no air, so like the game would start, and then I would collapse, suffocate, die, rinse, wash, repeat, you know. And so there's no point in even trying. And someday I'm sure I'll get it again and put it on easy or something, or I probably wouldn't even have to put it on easy just because I know now that that one part where I'm outside, there was something about I couldn't find. I was supposed to be above where I was. Because the marker was like, you're right near it, you know, but I didn't realize I had to be above the spot I was at. So I kept running around looking for the thing. So I wasted a lot of oxygen running around at that spot. So it did have um, some issues like that. It did. But whatever. I mean, yeah, that's not really the game's fault, I suppose. But eh, I well, know. it is because I, I obviously I had the same issue, didn't I? Because it was a bit in that there's a bit where you're in like a library room and you have to make the, the light crash through the door. Right. Or the life fitting, and I couldn't figure out because there'd been no puzzles like that up to that point. Yeah, but, there, but your I oxygen used... wasn't ticking at that point. Yeah, it was. Inside. That's what that's what happened to me because I oh, really? literally nearly run out, and it, it was almost a game breaker. If oh, I'm being wow. honest, it's a game breaker because so anyway, because I had to literally run through the next room, get to a door checkpoint through that room, and there was like a. a soldier on the ground with an oxygen mask oh that's right i remember you saying oh and i I almost didn't but once i got past that point i was fine but i almost didn't finish it due to that you know what i'll tell you this borderlands kind of was a slog because the last like three or four levels i was just like you know what i'm sick of pausing to fight all these people who were and they were fighting each other so i was at a certain point i was like you know what i'm gonna see if i can just sneak past them and then i realized i didn't have to sneak past them i could just keep running and i did and then at the last like two levels it was just me sprinting through the level and i was like you can try to catch me and kill me if you want but i'm just going for it and i did yeah so, fair enough. and then i was rewarded by the awesome ending right wow. Well, that's that done. Right, what we need to do now is take our second break, and it is the evening game now. And when we come back, to be honest, yeah. we, we, we have got some emails, but I just don't think we're going to have time to read them now. We're running out of time. <gasps> uh, so it's just a case of indie game shout-outs and the hell out of here, really, after we've uh, listened to that. So, uh, yeah, let's do that then. 
All right. Indie Game Review. Review. G'day, mates. Vlados here with a bloody great indie game for you Bruce's and Chilas to grab hold of. You're going to want to bog into this game, cause it's Bonzer. If my manner of speaking this week is making you mad as a cut snake, it's because I'm accessing my Australian slang dictionary. I'm being dead set. I'm not being a dag. This week's game is Solar 2, from Murudai Game Studios. Which is actually one guy named Jay in Australia. Do do not play that sound I hate you, Duke. Fair suck of the sad. You're such a fig jam. Anyway, Murudai describes Solar 2 as an open-world sandbox game set in an infinite abstract universe. You start out as a little tiny asteroid and then you collide with other rocks. Pow, until you gain enough mass to be a planet, zoom, and then you get life, and then you become a solar system, whoosh, and then you go around and steal planets from other systems. The graphics are nice, and the music is elegant. The main downside is the price, 400 Microsoft points. If you're a cheapskate this game might make you as cross as a frog in a sock. On the other hand, that's half the price of your average Xbox Live Arcade title, so it's really not XE. Solar 2 is available on Xbox Indie Games, Steam, and Gamersgate. The website Muriadai.com also has a free soundtrack download and wallpapers. Vlados Singh Horu from the Lucky Country. Wow. I'm impressed you've done like research and everything this week. It's impressive. Yeah, Australia. Australia, Australia. All right. Thanks. Well, first things first. I'm gonna go and get that free download because I like the music in this game. Go so, get it. Get so it. I'm gonna get that. Well, thanks for that info. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, Let us. So what? You, I mean, we, we played the original Solar a long time ago, didn't we? The first one. Did we? Yes. Yeah. yeah we have reviewed this many, many shows ago. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Solar. Yeah, we it's did. In my pile of shame. It probably is in your pile of shame. So, what did you think of Solar Two then? What did you reckon? Um. You know what? I liked it. I thought it was uh, it, it sort of put you in the game with it, and it had these cute little tutorial messages in the lower left corner of the screen, but it didn't give you a whole lot. It was still sort of like you're going to have to play around to figure out what's going on. And I did. And as I realized what was going on, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of cool because you know, you're a little tiny asteroid and then you crash into other asteroids and you glom onto them like they become part of you and that's really cool you see yourself getting a little bigger a little bigger and you keep adding them on but there's a certain point where you can't just ram into things anymore because if you do that suddenly starts losing you mass so you have to just float near them and then you can absorb them in a different way by pushing the button and I got to the point where I was starting to see myself become a planet, and I was like, ah, that's kind of cool. And there were other planets. The thing that bugged me was there is this one part where it said, there's this planet of skunks. Please go obliterate it. And I didn't – all I knew at that point of the game was crash into things, and they become part of you. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm supposed to crash into it. So I crashed into the planet, and I died. And it said, oh, I guess their smell overwhelmed you or something. And I'm like, what, the, what am I supposed to do? So – I think there's obviously more to the game that I need to get into in order to figure out how you do things like take over other planets or whatever it is. But I got to the point where the demo ended and it was sitting there with that cute little screen. The demo has ended. Do you want to buy this game? I must have stared at that for like two minutes, literally two minutes. Like, 
400 points is a lot for an indie game. Do I really want to get it? And I didn't buy it. Well, do you know, though, I was exactly the same. And my problem was slightly different because I've only got 1,200 and something and there's quite a few decent indie games coming out. So I want to save up my points for those. Indie or arcade? Uh, arcade games. Well, some of arcades. Coming yeah, some of arcades. Yeah. So I want to buy a proper game with those. But yeah. I'm with you. I, end, I I got to the end of the demo and I'd got to, uh, you know, a, a certain size of planet. And then I wanted to yeah. be, and I was close to getting the next level up. And I was like, oh, I won't get to see how yeah. big I get. No, yeah. I won't. I'm and just it's got about a to be, bar that yeah. says like, you're this close to being the next. Stage. I was going to be a star, and I was like, "Oh, I want to yeah, see in me as yeah. a star," and then I didn't get to be a star. To be honest, I uh, don't know if. I mean, it's an interesting sandbox concept, but I don't know if it would be interesting enough to keep going with it. Like, once you're a solar system, I don't know. I mean, you can take over other things, but uh, I don't know if I would think of that as being worth it. I think it's. Know? I think it's to me, it's one of those games that you can just play and chill. You know, there's no real. Yeah danger you know you're just chilling yeah. around just moving around in this space making yourself bigger basically yeah. uh, and there seem to be quite a few objective things you know there's quite a lot of sort of pointers so i'm guessing there's quite a few things to do but i don't know i i think like you had it been a bit cheaper had i had a few more points i may well have yeah. made a punt on it yeah may well have done but it's difficult to justify that 400 points for an indie yeah, game yeah, isn't it and that's it that's it the, the key uh Chini, what did you think I mean, I agree pretty much with with all of you two. Um, the 400 point thing really was the stopping point with this game. I mean, it did quote Carl Sagan, which made me that like it a lot. That was awesome, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm and big if you give me a minute, I will find that sample. Well, have you got the song? The song. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, you should keep talking. Obviously. He's always right. got everything. So, like you know, it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting game. I, I like astronomy and stuff. Like my dad's a big, my dad's like a big astronomy fan, and he got me into it when I was a kid. Uh, and he he made me like watch the cosmos when I when I was little and stuff. So I'm interested in that that side of it. Um, but the 400 point thing was was a stopping point, and then I, I was like, oh, that's a bit much. And then I downloaded a, a, a real, you know, in, in speech marks, a real uh, uh, arcade game. Right, that's on. Uh, XBLA for 800 points and it's called Deadliest Warrior 2 Legends <laughs> right and this I... is an 800 Microsoft point game right and it's an arena fighter it's got terrible graphics it's it's one of the I mean I urge you to play it right because when you play it you will buy Solar 2 straight <laughs> away uh, did no, you buy it's... Solar 2? I did Right. Oh, brilliant! I, I played Solar. Oh, I played Solar. I was like, mm, four hundred points is too much. And then I played Deadliest <laughs> Warrior straight after, right? And, and I was like, this is eight hundred points. This is fucking. I gotta reward people who make good games. Here, I can't like let this go. Like, I, I suppose it is a little bit. Someone much, needs like, to do something about this. Because I thought, oh, maybe it's the download. Maybe because we we do know that, like, you know, if if a game reaches a certain memory yeah, or you, like, yeah, like, I think that's part of it. Because like, no, I think it's it's really small game, so it's not that it's just like he charged mm-hmm. 400 monsters because he thought he could justify it. It was good enough. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I, I suppose it, it is, you know, when you think play, look, you two play Deadliest Warrior, right, and then you'll buy Solitude, <laughs> guaranteed. It's, yeah, right. It's First, invent the universe. Boom. See, excellent. Boom. Now that is totally in keeping with that game, isn't it? Yeah, it is. You they know, like totally you could play that song in the game. It'd be great. You could. Yeah, you yeah. could. 
so so are yeah. you are you pleased with your purchase and have you played it much since i haven't played it since but it's one of those i suppose I'll, I'll, i'm just kind of like i'm i like how duke plays i'm like i'm i just wanted to him to have my money because mm-hmm. the deadliest warrior is 800 microsoft points you know they're charging <laughs> 800 microsoft points for that game it's ridiculous uh, how they can yeah. get away with it and no one says a thing and then we kind of go Oh, it's 400 marks of points. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, but even like 30 second hero, isn't he? You know what I mean? And that's sort of whatever that I mean, is. That, that's not as bad because, you know, I suppose it's like. It's full. Like, no, right. I guess. Play Deadliest Warrior 2. You two, you can't say shit until you play that game. <laughs> right? <laughs> because, oh my God. You know, it's just terrible. So, yeah. But it, yeah, I mean, I feel like if this if this was on the on playstation 3 it'd be like a proper psn title because that's yeah. the sort of games they like to put out there i'm with duke like, i don't know how much substance it has like like you know once you get to that point it's like the sims you know what i mean once you once you become rich or and you get everything you want it's like the game has yeah you just keep going like there's no point right. to it. it's like sim city you know it's like okay it's a good city there's a tornado gonna come eventually i guess but eh, you get to, to a point and and you're kind of like I guess I've finished it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I suppose I But have. the game doesn't say, you've finished it. I think well, that's the thing, is that a lot of us have gotten to the point where we want the game to say, even if it just came up arbitrarily, you finished the game. It's like okay. King, Kingdom for Keflings, there's now like, you know. But hey. this is, I guess Soul is more wait, like... Wait, 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 wait. What? What? The world of Keflings or whatever. There's, you can go on and go on in that game. Well, yeah, but you reach a point where they're like, you've brought peace to the world or given us our kingdom or something. I mean, you can keep playing after that, but there is still a point where the game is like, I you've suppose, yeah. done what I you guess, I guess a better comparison would be like Katamari or something like that, where you just keep getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger forever. Yeah, you know, and there's, you so. know, you just swallow the whole universe eventually. But, but there's that goddamn king who's like, you call that a star? It's a piece of shit star. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I worked my ass off for that star. Come on, Dad, give me some praise. Yeah, but yeah, I think I think it was a good pick this week. I, I quite. It's a nice game, and it's like you say, it's very polished. It's well made. I think it's a good pick this week. Whoever chose that, game, I don't know who picked they did that. A great uh, job. But, well, he's thinking obviously Vlados, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but what I would what I would say is, if you were smoking marijuana, this would be a great game. <laughs> I would imagine. I don't know that it would because you would be like, you'd be like, ooh, stars. You'd be like, oh shit, the Woo-hoo. world's gonna win. Like, yeah, yeah. Destroy the world, man. Oh, this is heavy. What a lot of responsibility. Dude, I was watching this documentary. Uh, I'm floating day, in and it. Turns out <laughs> Earth is a bastard. It keeps fucking up everything. It is bad. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, this great cartoon that was like had that clip about if you wish to make an apple pie from scratch you must invent the universe and they show this chef sitting there with a pie crust like what how am i supposed to do that god damn it <laughs> brilliant uh, but yeah i yeah definitely give it a download if you know if you if you if if only just to try out some indie games for a change you know try something different um okay on that note, we do need to get some shout-outs done and get the hell out of here, because in all honesty, uh, we've run out of time. We've we talked about our piles of shame for the whole middle of the show. <laughs> so, damn. Damn. But, you know, who cares? That's just the way you go. Sometimes we don't do news or any other stuff. Hey, you're not allowed to say who cares, because the people who wrote the emails in probably care. I know. So I do apologize. We're sorry that you, we emails. couldn't get to your email, people. Yeah, I guess you're right. Who yeah. cares? We have got. We will do them next week, I promise. A bit like the uh, Egg Timer topics. I promise yes, we'll do sure them. Uh, next week! <laughs> I do. Yeah. I do somebody, promise. Somebody sent me a message, actually, on Xbox saying, why does my email never get read out? Really? Because really? I, like, I, I always read all of them. I that's don't what I said. To, like, I said, like, 
um, we read every email we get. So yeah, we'll eventually. Eventually. <laughs> so we're obviously not getting them. I'm trying to find out who. Said try and find out who, and I'll check my uh, box. My, I'll check in I'll my s- box to see if it's there. Send it again, man. Send it yeah, to Duke at Veteran Gamers yeah. as well. Yeah. Uh, well you never know when yeah. something gets lost in the spam filter. Yeah, maybe, maybe that, maybe they had a link to porn in it or something, and and put it on Facebook as well, just to be Bumped sure. Um, so shout outs, Duke. Shout outs. Shout outs. I got a bunch of shout outs. You ready for this? Go. Uh, first one is Bongo the Sane. <laughs> And not just because I wanted to play that sound clip, but because (laughs) people on uh, the forums were talking about Journey, and he put up a post that had one sentence with the spoiler tag around it, you know, so it's blacked out. Yeah. And I was like, what does he know about Journey that I don't know? So I went to look, and I was like, "Eh, even if it is a spoiler, I'll I'll see what it is. So attention people, warning, there's a spoiler coming up. Don't don't tell me. I don't want to know nothing about it, unless it's a real, if, if it's not a real spoiler, I don't care. It has a lot of sand. Ah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and that like made me it. lol, so I thought, yeah, yeah. it's bongo. Nice one. Um, <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yes, Filthy uh, just joined up with that there, Facebook, so he likes us on Facebook, so cheers to him. You want to be my friend on the Facebook? You want to be, yeah. be my friend? Also, Simon Griffiths, do y'all know who that is? Uh, no, but you can. Real name is? I no. mean, I guess that's his real name. But anyway, I don't. So, thank you, Simon Griffiths, for liking us on Facebook. Um, oh, I thought it was someone you knew. I thought he was going to tell us. No, I don't know uh-huh. who it is. Uh-huh. Tell us your real name, Simon Griffiths, if that is your real name. Um, <laughs> Big Bad Daddy, thank you for the mud crabs. I don't know if he listens to the show, but uh, yeah, we had some fun with Modern Warfare Two, and we talked about mud crabs in Oblivion. Um, Cudmoro said some nice things about my blog, so cheers to him. And Chris MJW and Woody and Sentinel and Megalman or Meggy Man and Jay Meister were very supportive. I had kind of a rough day on Tuesday, so I posted this thing in the forums. I was like, I'm mad and angry and sad, and they were like, oh, it's all right. So anyway, whatever. It's nice to have that sort of. Um, friendship and stuff on the forums and the sites and things um yeah so the only other thing i have to say is if you like this podcast there is another site you should check out which is called vghub.net and on there you find a bunch of links to other video game podcasts similar in vain to ours but different in the way they're uh, delivered some have all kinds of sound effects are for old people some talk yeah. about RPGs. See, many, some people say come on yeah. some might say that no no one says that then of course you have links to you know great forums you don't have any other friends so check it out vghub.net it is a great starting point for your podcast discovery that's me done ah there you go that's great we like it we like okay. it um okay well i'm going to shout out to uh, those lovely people who sent us emails that I didn't read out. So thank you for those. And I'm really sorry we didn't have time to read them. Uh, I want to say thanks to everybody who came on the play date. Uh, oh, that's have... right. I guess you shout all those yeah, people. Yeah, go on. You do, do you that then. Now? Go on. No, I don't, but I'm guessing okay, you Okay, here do. we go. This is all the people who showed up. Chris. Uh, Chris who? <laughs> Chris. Thanks, Chris. Chris. Yeah, probably. Major Chavez. Richard Tron. Who I think is a new person. Uh, Zir Yug, um, Jay Meister, Blue KY, Woody Shackler, Stu Chinny, Old Spicy, Top Gun Mofo, and Tuscan 77. Yay! And even I came, you see, I very rarely come back. Even That's I came. Right. And I had fun. I enjoyed it. Yay! Yay! And I had fun. Most of the time when I, I showed up, I had fun. This time I had fun. I even had fun. It was ace. Yeah. Um, 
So there you go. So there you go. Um, and also, as it goes, we have got another iTunes review. Uh, <gasps> and unfortunately, Duke, I think you're going to have to give an apology. I mean, Uh-oh. Because spoiling Dragon well, his title to his review is... I didn't have the sound clip back well, then. His title is Spoilerific. Uh, four star... Uh, five stars, sorry. Five stars even still. Well, then he shouldn't give me five stars. Uh, it was a great podcast up to the point where the Dragon Age 2 ending was completely spoiled. You know what, though? I curd uh, like, I, was I on that really po- curd. I was, I was on that episode, right? Yeah. And I don't even know what he said. Like I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> so when I yeah, well, he's Dragon right. I, I'm, I screwed up. I shouldn't have done so that. So when I eventually play Dragon Age 2, I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, he spoiled this. I don't even remember. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you've got now got a warning thing, you know? Yes. Just warning. To, uh, yeah. Just to, just to make sure that we're all aware now when you're going to like spoil something. Uh, yes. So, yeah, it's good. You like that? I'll tell you what. How about this? Here, let me play this. All right, all right. I apologize. I'm really, really sorry. I apologize unreservedly. I offer a complete and utter retraction. The imputation was totally without basis in fact and was in no way fair comment and was motivated purely by malice. All right, so that's my apology. Good. Thank you, John Cleese, for reading out my apology. I'm glad to hear it. That, so that's your apology. So, so thank you for that. Um, and I'd also like to uh, shout out Feng Chewy. Feng Chewy! Uh, for let me play co-op with him on Fear Free and spoiling the ending for him. Bless him. And I'd also like to shout out Hawksun, who's giving me a link to some of the cool music from Child of Eden uh, by the same group who did the music for it. So that's rather cool. So I'm going to go and look that up and check it out. Uh, and I really think that's it for me. So I'm going to pass it over to Ginny. Yo. Yeah, also i shout out to everyone who turned up for the Uncharted 3 play there, but yeah. especially uh, Richard Tron and Chris... Who uh, who stuck around, you know, like a, about a couple of days later, and people kind of go, like, I'm off now, or whatever. Um, yeah. Richard and Chris stayed around a little extra, and we did some co-op, and it was oh, good. Oh, nice! It was interesting. I thought the co-op was pretty good, and um, I never really spoke to Chris before. Oh, sorry, yeah. not Chris. I've spoke, never spoke to Rich before. Uh, he was quite quiet, but he was nice. He was a nice guy. I spoke to Chris before, I'm sure, and it was fun. So we found some uh, the the co-op adventure thing. It was good. It was really good. Cool. I can see that being probably more satisfying because you don't have to deal with bullet sponging and stuff. Yeah, it, it's it's a little bit more laid back. Yeah, yeah, that's as good. co-op tends to be. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Uh huh. That's it for me. Um, the only other thing I'd like to say is if you do want to send us some emails, uh, it's uh, podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. That's podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter on veterangamersuk. So it's veterangamersuk on the Twitter. And obviously, it's uh, veterangamers on the old Facebook as well. Uh, yes. Veteran Gamers UK on that as well. Veteran Gamers UK on the old Facebook. Uh, and interestingly, more of an effort to, to update the Well. I have got a little shout-out to a little app or program that I came across called Networked Blogs. Uh, because an app. Yeah, because um, we had a thing set up on Facebook, which is supposedly set, it's, it sends our blog to the notes and then updates it on your wall, but it never really worked properly. It was a bit hit and miss, and sometimes it wouldn't. Then it just stopped Blogs altogether. have a notoriously yeah. spotty record. It had That's no, why I've always done it manually when I read yeah. something on my personal blog. Uh, it stopped altogether. But I've now instigated this new net, Network Blogs app, and at the moment, it's working brilliantly well, and it's updated the last two things onto my wall with no issues at all. Yay. So there you go. So we should, 
we should still make an effort to kind of put. That I do put occasional stuff up on there. What, what's this we, Chinny? When, when, yeah, what is this we? You did a lot for. Yeah. <laughs> you should totally do it, Chinny. Well, I had it on Hootsuite, and I was anything like, on Twitter I was pictures, putting up on like, Facebook. Like, like, how can we put pictures up? I don't know. Like, I have put a picture up on there. What do you mean? How you've got your own Facebook? You've got the login. Pictures on Facebook. No, 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 Here's no. thing on Facebook. Yeah, no, 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 no. You misunderstood what I said. There's pictures on there. You misunderstood. You're asking like, what pictures could we put up? Can we? Because the one. Picture that I have a picture of my there. butt. Who wants to see that? I've got, I've got a new T-shirt that people might appreciate. Shut up. I could put right. that up. <laughs> well, you, you could, yeah, but stuff like that, right? But the thing is, the one picture that I did put up there is, was of a picture um, of a picture in a magazine, right? When we went to Eurogamer, shoot. Yeah, it was um, you looking at the graphics. You know, there's this this like like Asian guy looking at a massive screen and he's like really taken back by the colour of the screen and yeah. I said look Stuart admiring aesthetic details <laughs> that's right so, like, those are the kind of pictures that we need up there yeah. um, well how about this take a million pictures at Eurogamer because that's probably the best chance we have of, and then just put one a week up until the next Eurogamer yeah let's do that uh, that sounds say, good but we, all, all three of us can like think of if we, if we have any pictures that we can think of to put up there. Well, put... The only picture I could take is a picture of me sitting in front of my Xbox playing games. I don't, I don't I think anybody something... wants that. Do you see something like gaming related? Did you just put it up? I put a picture oh, of I Millie. I put the review up <laughs> once a month of funny stuff from the internet. I put a picture of Millie on playing DJ Hero at one point. <laughs> well, there you go. So I've done that. And me, pump, <laughs> me silly pumpkins that I do for gaming related pumpkins. I did that. Yes. See, I put... Also, a... there's a, uh, a exactly. veteran gamers to the play date thing. coming up. What? What? He doesn't add them to the pictures. He doesn't add them. To no, the no. Pictures. I just put them up in a post. I guess. No, you got to put them on the on the photos. Uh, then, oh, then people can like find them. Yeah. Well, uh, well, we have had a lot of activity on ours because loads of weird people keep on sending friend requests. And I just keep accepting them. We had one from a Mrs. Bloody Horror Riley, which oh, is, I know uh, her. Oh yeah, she's weird. She's my teacher. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, she's uh, just she's really right weird. Down the hall uh, play date. Next <laughs> yeah. play date. Yeah, play date. Sunday the 17th of July, 6 p.m. UK time. It's a blast from the past. I'm going to play a sound clip, and let's see if you can figure out which game it's going to be based on this sound clip. You ready? All right. Is it, yes? is it Battlefield 1943, or is it... Yeah. So I hope everybody didn't delete that from your hard drive, and we'll go and we'll play a little, and it's a great game, so yeah, come on out. Quite cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Xbox other, 3, yeah, I should obviously say. Can I just say there's been a request as well on the forums for a play date, so maybe you need oh, yeah, to play this. Because they keep talking GTA, about FIFA. Yeah, GTA 4. Yeah, GTA 4, someone asked for. Uh, I don't have that anymore. No. Uh, I, I suppose I can get it. Yeah. Or somebody else could take the lead on the play date. But the last time that happened, that was a disaster. Yeah, you see that happens. But yes, 43, that's a good good pick That was a joke, because Chinny did the last one, and it was That's great. right, it was a disaster, wasn't it? What was it? What was it? Dinner. Uncharted yeah. 3, the one we just had? Oh, no, that was good. No, that was my suggestion. Well, but Chinny took the lead on it, though. Yeah, he, he did. put the post He up. did, he did, I noticed that. I remember that? Dude, yeah, I didn't How could you that. see a post from Chinny and by someone else? No, I did notice. That's the dumbest thing anybody could ever <laughs> I do. I did notice. Uh, that Chini had done that, and I was like, "Woo, Chini did and that!" And I tweeted it out quite a few. You times. did, you did. I was impressed. I was Probably impressed. why we got quite a few. People it was a good turnout. It was a good turnout. Yeah. Uh, right on that note, we do need to get the hell out of here. So, yeah, thanks for listening, yeah, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Thank you that much, love. My wife. Woo hoo. Why don't you? Why?
boring instead. Sit in my home, watch TV. Oh. 